Hello, friends. This is Dave Neal, host of the Sex Actually podcast, a.k.a. The Sap. How's everybody doing today? As always, I hope you're doing well. We have a long episode. You know that. You've already clicked on it. We have a nice journey that Tasha and I went on uh, with Ben Horton, a Nat Geo photographer. He's a new friend of the podcast. We just met him. We hung out. I ate a few donuts. This is. I'm recording this um, intro the day after, and let me tell you, you know, one thing. This is how. This is why you can't eat a donut. Tasha gets six donuts. Next thing you know, we're eating eight pounds of Chinese food. I wake up hungover from sugar, completely relapsed. That's the addictive sugar personality. Anyone with me? Anyone eating donuts in the car right now? You get that little bag of powdered donuts, and you go, oh, they're mini donuts. No big deal. I'll only have 16 of them. That's like one donut, right? They should nickname me Sprinkles. This is Dave Neal, a.k.a. Sprinkles, a.k.a. The White Powder. Um, is that cocaine? No, it's just a donut. I'm eating donuts. Anyway, moving on. You're going to love this episode. We had a blast talking to Ben. He's uh, Yeah, he, he's a perfect example of pursuing things that you love and amazing uh, results. He gets to travel the world. I uh, share some stories about some shark attacks, um, growing up in a quasi-cult, <laughs> and... And, uh, you know, kind of how that's affected him and who he is today. Uh, so I think you're going to love this episode. Hey, guys, I had a uh, suggestion for you all. I'd love some help out there from the nation of the SAP audience. So I think I'm going to do a new introduction to the show. And what I'd love is some community effort. So what I want is, and, and I'm, I really mean this, I'm talking to you, whoever's listening, this is what I want you to do. I want you to send a voice note to sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I want you to say hello, where you're from, tell us a little bit about you, tell us what your, what your love language is, you know, make it cheesy. I'm going to cut them all up and put them in the intro. So just a quick couple sentences, and I, I, I'm totally ripping this off from another podcast. I heard someone else do it, and I was like, oh, that's fucking genius. Because while I host the show, it's all about all of us. You guys write in, you ask questions, give good advice, and it's about a community. So I want to make that intro about the community. So... Uh, all you got to do is get on your iPhone, your Droid, whatever it is, send a voice note, email it over. Again, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com and uh, say hi. Let's be friends. Make it fun. Uh, love you guys out there. Let us know what you think of this episode and see you next time. Oh, well, you can't put the box in front of the... Wow, this is riveting. All right, let's get right into it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your host, Dave Neal, co-host Tasha Courtney. Hello, hello. Special guest today, Ben Horton. How are you? Hello, I'm good. We can't say Horton without saying Horton, here's a who. Hey, you stole my joke. How? how, how oh, I've been waiting all week to say that joke. I know you hear it every day. I hear it all the time. And if somebody can't understand my last name, I just say, like the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> is it an elephant? Is that what it's... I just knew the name. I don't know anything about Horton. So Horton so. can't... Horton Horton hears who's a who. Yeah, he no, Horton's the elephant. Right. He hears the who. No one else can see the who because they're so tiny, right? Right. Elephants have good memory. And so hearing, I guess. Memory? Is your hearing okay or is it no My good? hearing's not so great. I'm yeah. getting old now. You know, Are you uh, you're born mid-80s? Uh, 83. Oh, there you go. Nice. So you're, I, I love this because you're the, you're an elder millennial. No, I, I'm pretty sure. 83's where millennials start. Oh, okay. I've done the. Yeah, she, he, he's right, but. I don't really feel like I identify with the millennials. That, that's the thing. It's the young millennials that stole 
that that have the negative connotation to what a millennial is. Right. But we are. We're 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 the exact thing because we got AOL Instant Messenger in seventh grade. We spent hours crafting the perfect. Well, screen I think in. what they say is like we are the ones who sort of lived like. We know what pre-internet is like, and right. we know what post-internet is like. Like we we grew up during both of those experiences, so we like right. made that transition. Versus Gen Z, my brother, he doesn't know pre-internet. You know, he has right. no clue. He doesn't like he couldn't use like a card catalog at the library. Not that I could either. I don't remember that. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> scary like, though. But like he doesn't. How could he? He would never know like how to write a term paper without the internet you know like he wouldn't know like going to the library and how to cheat the old way yeah yeah i mean uh, what's it called the spark notes (laughs) remember those there was an industry built on buying the wrong the shorter version of the thing or like pre map quest you know like oh yeah i mean i used to have to memorize directions and then hope i got there yeah my phone memorize what would what i would do if i went the wrong way too yeah yeah you need like a compass and i always wrote it down did you guys ever have like a piece of paper with your friend's phone numbers in your wallet (laughs) yeah it was it was yeah you'd have your top five or ten i had i had everybody's phone numbers memorized well, yeah. I mean, back then we did, but I still had that backed up piece of piece of paper. Yeah, I but like, there are so many times that like someone was supposed to pick me up from school and like never show. You know, like they forgot about me, and you'd have to like go to the office or like if it was after school, like knock on te- like hope there was a teacher still left after hours and be like, "Can I use your phone? I gotta call my grandma." I was like- a, I was a master <laughs> at knowing what my mom's headlights looked like. Because I would always look from like ten blocks away. Is this the car? And be like a Jeep? No, that's not it. This, oh, that's a, that, that you know. And then you'd see it coming, and it's the wrong one. And you're just, you know, okay. So with that, okay. So we've identified as old people. Then. Well, we've I don't know how old you guys are. So. I'm, I'm 85. Tasha's okay. 89 to 94, Ooh, depending. No, she's depending, depending on, on who's, who's asking. asking. <laughs> I, I'm trying to prolong my career. On many occasion, I've had to bleep out her her, her age. <laughs> I'm like, do you think people give a shit how old you are or aren't? No, but it, I mean, it's stupid it, because it doesn't matter 90% of the time. No. But every once in a while, you know, people just have, they want someone who's a certain age. There's, so. a, there's a lot of 30-year-old models in L.A. that Absolutely. just say that they're in their early 20s. Even older. I've got a couple yeah. girlfriends that are even older. And, like, you can't if you can't tell, you can't tell. And I mean, you don't some know of them you can old- tell. There's some you have you have friends that their faces are war zones. What are you talking? <laughs> because they try to stop the inevitable. I mean, I'd rather look like Helen Mirren. I'm, I'm of course she's probably had work done rather than some crazy like pulled back. Yeah. You can see their scars on their neck. You know, we we always talk about that when we see it's all journalists these days have the Natalie Morales and well, it doesn't. I mean, Maria Shriver. TV's gotten too good. Yeah, like the quality, like the ultra HD 4K. You can see every pore, every wrinkle, and it really just. I feel bad for all the, but who are like, they the trying local to news be? people. Are you trying? Are they trying to beat the system? You're gonna get old. Look I don't good. think anyone. I think they just want to age gracefully, and they want to not. Like, they want to be happy with themselves when they look in the mirror. Like if you get, if you put on a lot of weight, you go on a diet until you, you know, you like you. There are certain ways to like make yourself feel good about yourself, and one of them is like fillers. I guess. I you understand. Know? You know wanting to get plastic surgery done or a chin lift or something like that for your own personal view of yourself. But I just, I really believe that wrinkles look better than stretching your face back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why the like they say now, like you're supposed to get your facelift done when you're like 40. So that like, it still sags. So you just look, you <laughs> so know, like two more years for you. <laughs> like two more years. 
That's the thing. When you turn 28 in modeling years, you go from you go from 25 to 27 to 28 to 47. <laughs> Just, then, no, but you're right. So many of Tasha's friends that are models work consistently. There, there is this weird stigma that you you don't work after the age of 18. Sure, this sure the industry's looking for that next thing. They're in the malls, like you know Roy Moore, just creeping out looking for. That's how Jennifer Lawrence was found. They found her at like 15, right? They're all all those stories all the time. But did so? I mean, you've probably had people come up to you all the time being like mm-hmm. yeah I, you're absolutely right in the mall that's like a but thing but they have they to like get scout. you at 16 because if they don't you know you're gonna like no one's asking you now because you're you know in, Jeez, uh, thanks. No, i mean that because <laughs> no one's asking you because you're already they're they're gonna assume you're represented oh or yeah you know I mean? totally in la you do just assume that somebody's represented you don't yeah. ask yeah. if they want to be a model you ask who their agent is yeah, yeah. to try and decide <laughs> if you can post i had them my or first not. experience where an agent f- found me and was asking me like if i need anything and i looked him up and i was like not with that imdb ranking <laughs> and i was like oh i'm on that side of it cool it's all about it's funny because you know we always spin this back to dating and relationships but the ranking in society whether it's something we see as a number, like your IMDb ranking, for those that don't know, that's like where you rank on this score of how many times people are searching you in the internet movie database, which is completely arbitrary. People buy rankings all the time. But you've got that versus Instagram followers versus are you the VP of a company? Like everyone knows everyone else's rank in one we're all kind of you know they now they've made that like an actual thing just like the black mirror that it's like a real thing in china now it's like a it's like a rating system and really? it's based on yes it 100 percent exists um it's just launched and like people are freaking out that the implications are like just it's scary because they they rate you based on like what you post online like are you active online your credit score and like your friends so you're so if you're associated with someone who has a low score then that brings your score down too but it's like where you work it's like all of these things it's so like big brother i can't wait till that bubble crashes and it's whoever has a talent there's an actual talent in this world is okay who can build a fire who knows how to repair an airstream i mean imagine the mechanics imagine the world i'm built for that you're talking can you can you repair an airstream because um, we need, if you can patch a tire, you're on board. You're on team. I don't know if I can repair an airstream. I have helped fix up an airstream. Oh, but, good. You know, being able to actually shoot some, you know, if an EMP goes off and digital photography goes away, 99% of the people that are out there working right now are gone. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Knowing how to develop well, film and shoot mm-hmm. film and all of that. We haven't let the audience know. I'm sure they'll know by whatever title we put in this in this episode. But you're a you're a photographer with beautiful a badass work. Badass photographer. Badass. B A P. Badass photographer. Bap. Bap on bap the set. <laughs> bap on the set. I beat I'm you to put it. that in my in my profile now. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag bap. Do you remember? Yeah. Were you were you a Dane Cook fan? I don't mean to judge you, but you look like no. you like Dane Cook. No, I mean I like Dane Cook. I'm not one of those apologists like fuck Dane Cook. I thought he was. Uh, I mean. There's a million comics trying to be like him now, but he he had Bamp, badass motherfucker. That was like his big. Oh, I didn't know that's where that came. Every from. comics looking for a way to sell merchandise and like right. have a th- thing, and he had hashtags before hashtag Bamp was like a the first like one of the first hashtags. Before, you know, that's decades before Twitter existed. Anyway, so we've got uh, we have badass photographer Bap. Bap. Bap on the south. <laughs> so so you're saying that if say 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 the uh, the grid goes out, you've got photography skills yeah. other than just plugging in an SD card and uploading a girl's butt to the <laughs> which is which is a sub segment. That's definitely that's a marketplace. We know. How did you get into it all? 
Um, I, you know, even as a little kid, if somebody asked me what I wanted to be, it was photographer, and then it was photographer and writer, and occasionally I'd throw in. Something. Do you write too? I do. Yeah. If um, you went to his website, you would have known that. Like, well, I, did. I didn't know. See, here's a, like I fangirl because you shoot for Nat Geo, which was my dream job yeah. as a child. That was exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't know um, how that could be done because I didn't have. A camera or a photography skill. You know what I mean? Like, right. we didn't have those things. And I also didn't think... I I didn't believe in myself at all from the age of six. I also didn't think wow. I could be a writer. Let's break into this. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that was my dream job. And so I thought about the things that I was good at. And I was always really good in school. And I was a good writer, but I was, like, a master procrastinator, even mm-hmm. from fourth grade. Like, writing the idea of having to write anything, it was always 4 a.m. the night before. I like, think that's when you can be the most creative because yeah, you don't judge yourself as much. You just let it out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I I went uh, I went like f- like the last five years saying I was going to write a pilot, and then I had someone else be like, "Yeah, we got to pitch this," and by the next month, and I was like, "Well, let's get going." <laughs> I guess it's uh, it lights a fire under your ass. I mean, so. There's got to be a difference from when you're just shooting photography for fun versus like, I mean, what oh, yeah. happens when you got to get the sea cow or, you know what I mean? The platypus or whatever right. the, I saw you had some images of uh, what, uh, some underwater beasts. Manatee. Manatees. Yep. That's a sea cow, right? A manatee? Uh, I think, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think the sea cow was a specific thing that was related to the manatee. Okay. But I just like saying sea cow. <laughs> it's also what you get in Cabo on spring break Babe, every day, hey, folks. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. So, <laughs> is there a different pressure when your when your creativity is being like um, when there's a sort of someone waiting on it? Um, so, I think that the difference between like an Instagram photographer and a photographer that you want to hire for your ad campaign or your story or something like that is the ability to create on demand. So, like, I have a set number of shots that I know I can get no matter what. I know that if you hire me to shoot this animal or this thing or this can of whatever we're drinking, you know, I can get something that you can use for advertising. After I get those set things, then I move on to saying, hey, let's get creative. Let's do something weird. Let's see what, yeah. what we yeah. can bring. Like, I'm not trying to uh, sell you on this, but, you know, Boone, our basset hound, <laughs> in his natural environment on the couch, could be, I know, you imagine, like, a photographer waiting hours to get the shot. He's sleeping right now. He's not going to move. <laughs> I'm going to give some photographer that's listening to you one of my backup plans right now, because nice. I don't think I need it anymore. But I always thought that if uh, Nat Geo and the stuff that I've been shooting in L.A. didn't work out for me, I'd... I'd start a pseudonym and I'd start shooting photography where I would wow. photograph people's dogs that like it was for Vogue or something. Nice. Like I would photograph them. 100% that's a business. And, and people spend like $4 billion yeah. a year on their dog. Yeah, yeah. I knew a dog, um, a dog artist, like he was, she was uh, the acrylic or whatever. And people like, she painted portraits yeah, I mean, of dogs. People pay a lot yeah. of money for yeah, that. You get somebody a hundred bucks. Yeah. I paid a hundred bucks for this stupid shirt for Tasha. I mean, it must have cost her at least seventy a t-shirt. She's never worn it once, and it never worn it once. And it's got Boone That's not true. on I've her definitely chest. Definitely worn it once. And it's like Boone. They made Boone as like a cartoon character. All this shit. I saw this thing the other day that was like a caftan. That was um, your dog's head. Like it was like <laughs> pictures of your dog's head all over it. It was like a beaded caftan. I don't know what like a caftan a, is. I don't either. I was not long. Oh, like caftans. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dressy robe. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's uh, no Boone. Yeah, but Boone, we're going to break Boone into the market of uh, I have here. So for your dog, for dog, what you call it? Photog- photography. photography. So for photography, I've got a subcategory, which I've wanted to do. I don't know if you can shoot in slow motion, but I'd love to have uh, a portrait series of people holding their coffee 
in in their dog in the same hand, and then the dog takes off running. <laughs> so it's just that that moment you ever you have mean, like walking a dog because yeah, you didn't right. explain. Yeah, that. you're walking the dog, and you, and you go out the coffee like and, it, and it's always like the better like you you just left that expensive coffee shop, and you have and you have like someone down the road like yell for the dog, and he takes off, and it just that moment wouldn't that be a good so this is why you're the comic i'm thinking of having dogs like lit perfectly yeah and, beautiful every yeah. hair and maybe, i want maybe things jumping. that go yeah and i want things that go wrong i just want the worst case scenario explosive coffee um yeah so okay so you so you got into i mean so it started out as just a a casual thing what was your first camera like did did you get a gift or um my first camera was a hand-me-down from my mom it was a nikon fully manual one lens not much to say about it. Is it like a point shoot or like a no? It was, it was SLR. A SLR, um, fully manual. It had interchangeable lenses, but I only had the one lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she'd upgraded to something else and gave me that one, and then I just kind of slowly started upgrading from there. Um, Isn't that so, a fun process? Yeah, you know. And then everything went digital. And, and how old were you in quadrupled. this? My first camera, I think I was probably nine or ten. Wow, surfing and taking pictures at nine years old. Yeah. That is. What was your Instagram name? Were you like Ben Photos Dogs? <laughs> well, I, I have four Instagrams. Really? So, yeah. But um, oh, oh, wait, I said Instagram. I meant I meant your AOL. I meant like your. First, did you have a, an instant messenger oh, that was yeah. like? Because that was like now an Instagram. Oh, I just hit the dog. Speaking of, he's at my feet. I was like, "Where's the dog? He's waiting for the donut crumbs to drop." Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, did you did you like were, was that your identity or did you have because you know how people like to make you one thing like whenever I, my my Insta- you were baseball day right my yeah my uh, AOLS messenger was baseball DN so everyone I didn't know in high school like that wasn't like my friend would be like have fun in baseball this summer like that's like they write in your right. yearbook and I'm like you don't you don't know me you don't know what I'm doing but I've like became that identity and I, th- I, th- I think mine I was uh, at the time I was racing mountain bikes and I was really into downhill so I think mine was called Stickline which was my favorite downhill run oh nice whoa <laughs> so you became like hey have fun have fun biking this summer yeah you if you knew shit. what that was which you know which i wouldn't know not at all <laughs> i had i was a huffy bike i was i was a poor kid kind of growing up like just single mom so it was velcro shoes huffy bike which huffy was the worst bike you could what get. are you talking about i had a huffy bike i thought it was a good mm, bike maybe well it must have just been my huffy like the point where like you ride it so hard where like the the handlebars like slip so there's they're not gripping anything so like if you just clench you just roll over it was a, in the in the chain slips and you hit i think that's just bad maintenance on your bike yeah. but yeah huffy was you knew that if somebody was riding a huffy they didn't know what they were doing yeah and then i didn't have <laughs> tread i didn't have tread on, i didn't have tread on my shoes because they were pay less like velcro shoes so in gym class i would i would literally be like look you know we'd be like playing dodgeball and i would be sliding like i like i was playing like a, on a clay <laughs> tennis court and my buddy liam was like dude what are you wearing it was the first time i ever felt shamed in sixth grade i was like oh it's my shoes <laughs> but they had like hair and the velcro the velcro barely stuck yeah it wasn't good so now now i like nicer things i feel like you know my mom and my mom would always buy me three sizes bigger uh, baseball hats too she'd buy a baseball hat three sizes too big and she would fold one of the sides <laughs> and then put a um a pin in there now, of course you're gonna sweat as a kid so the pin's all rusty so i had a big rust ring on the side of my red Sox hat i was like mom really you expect my head to grow like four sizes <laughs> like i'm the grinch just gr-. anyway um so 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 you, you start to part of part of what we talk about on the podcast you know it started out you know, way back in the day called you up that was like a booty call name, which, by the way, now Nikki Glazer, who was a guest on the show, has a Serum XM show called Guess What? You Up. Spelt the same way. Huh. Whatever. No big deal. <laughs> the slug for this is still like you up dot 
Libsyn or whatever because um, you can't change the slug. So we've changed the name several times. Then we went to Sex Actually because it's like Love Actually but Sex. But you know what I learned is that some people are afraid to just dive right into that sort of talk. It doesn't look good for brands. Brands ask Tasha like, hey, what's this sex podcast? Because you know, there's porn stars out there doing their thing by all means. But like we're not even – we're so like tame. But because it's called Sex Actually, we have boxes of dildos showing up on the doorstep, <laughs> like sex toys. And we're like, whoa, cool. cool. But also well, – my like, address is yeah. – Well, no, we'll just – yeah, you need a dolphin. These $150 toys that they give us, they're just manufactured uh, perfectly. Um, if my dick looked like a you know, alien, <laughs> just different things. But so anyway, so we're like, all right, how do I get out of sex actually? Because I'm not trying to abandon what I'm doing, but it's, you know, it evolves with you. And so we're calling it the sap. And the sap is like the sap of a tree. You know what I mean? It's like that's like the fucking blood juice of the tree i know it's not but it's like the you know rooted in this ground so we have this artist making this beautiful like giving tree but more psychedelic you know what i mean it's gonna be like it's gonna be badass um but yeah so it's more about finding out what you love and making not only that work for you but being okay with you know that being a career and, and where it takes you and so with photography i mean you've probably been all over the world yeah um did you think that that was gonna be Something you did professionally? Well, you hoped. <laughs> I, I always did think that, yeah. And I looked younger when I was, or sorry, I looked older when I was a teenager. So people wouldn't ask me where I went to school. They'd ask me what I did, and I'd lie, and I'd say I was a photographer. So Lying is <laughs> probably one of the best tips you can give somebody. Yeah. If oh, they, it, it, well, but in a, like an okay way, like in a white lie sort of way, like make a manageable lie. Well, like your first lie to be that you're like a wedding photographer and then you're like, <laughs> ah! but yeah, you've got to like leap in the net will appear. You have, people have to believe that you can do it's it. That and fake then, it till you make it. Yeah. Kind of mindset, not necessarily completely lying and saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the best at that. But you know, and you, what, what we value, I think. I think in the States it's different than in Europe, but we don't like when, when, you know, when you say what you do, people want to know, yeah, but how do you make your money? Like, how do you do? It's like, well, do you want to hear about my Uber job or what makes me happy versus there's so many other cultures where it's like, what do you do? Well, I read, I ride mountain yeah. bike, I stick bike or whatever you got to do, <laughs> you know, all these things. But like here we're like, yeah, but like what? What it like? It's almost like a way to kind of you know rank each other. But like, well, do you have a side job, or like, oh, do you do that professionally? It's like, well, what what are we talking about here? Like, uh, you know, I have a game that I play in conversations with people in LA, which is try to see how long I can go without asking them what they do, yeah. and seeing how long I can go without answering the same question. Yeah. Well, I just do I do stand up comedy till my full time you know wait, waiter job kicks in. I'm just an aspiring <laughs> waiter. At this point. I'm glad I can't do that. I'm just not good. I would I'd get fired after two days i almost I, got fired from my first job scooping ice cream because i was like giving it away to girls i don't have patience for people so i could yeah, never be too snarky like my my form of um you know because i you know i meet tourists all the time and, and, and inevitably they ask what i do and i stand up and I, oh that's nice so you're like you're like trying to make it <laughs> and they're like listen janet you're fucking and i get so no, mad but they don't they don't understand they don't know anything about this world or how it works so like they just they're just trying to understand they're not trying to be shitty about it yeah yeah, I know, but it's still like a visceral defense mechanism to be like, no, you know, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I keep how many times told me I'm, I'm okay, I'm doing good. <laughs> but you just got to do what you love, and like you know, podcasting's like yeah, like I love to talk to people. It kind of it became a no brainer. Like, oh, I should do this. It's a good way to meet people that I might obviously otherwise wouldn't. Now, photography, I'm assuming that it, that introduces. I mean, it's like we all need that thing that says like, well, this is what I do, so we can talk. Like, I'm not right. just trying to. 
bother find you. A, find a way to relate. I think you yeah. said that when you texted Tasha. You're like, look, I'm not trying to be the guy that Dave <laughs> yeah. makes yeah. fun of. <laughs> Which is the best thing you can say because I can't defend it. I'm like, well, he's not trying to be that guy. <laughs> so now he can be. But I'm not saying he's trying to be that. But yeah, but no. It, it's, and I love, I love when people find the podcast through Tasha. Last night we were bowling. Yeah, yeah this and, was so um, cool. We had a, a, a listener come up and he was like, hey, uh... I thought I, I owed him. I thought I owed him money when he came up to me. I was like, "Oh, jeez." But he saw. He probably saw my uh, excellent dancing every time I got a strike or a spare. And he's like, "Who's that bitch who's doing that, that wacky Egypt, girl that, with all those Egypt arms in the lane?" No, but you know, we had a listener come up to us, and it was. It was it's really like yeah, you cool. know, we have several thousand people out there, but when you factor in the country's got three hundred fifty million, it's kind of still cool when someone is at the same bowling alley as you. Yeah, and see, and you know, sees you because we 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 really talk through the mics and don't hear back by from most of the audience and, right. and people realize well it's my first time writing in but i've been listening for 200 hours and it's like holy shit man get on it right in sex actually podcast at gmail.com like and shout out to kent it was yeah nice to meet so you. kent was really cool and um, play it like uh, happens all the time tasha yeah we had another listener reach see us in person <laughs> we were both like Let's get a photo. That's cool. The guy didn't want to get a photo with us. We wanted to get a photo of him. <laughs> That's when you know you haven't made it when like you're like, oh, you want my autograph? <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, not really. But He's uh, like, no, my friends are waving at me. <laughs> we're like, no, we're not done taking a photo. It's going to look perfect. Anyway, we made it about us. Shocker. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> so how did... I'm, I know all about me, so I'm perfectly down to hear about you guys. Yeah. And our listeners have heard the same stories from us 50 times, and they want to hear about you because we brought you on because you have a cool job and we want to so hear you so so you so you reach you reach out and you're like hey i i i've listened i think, I think what i just said because i i'd seen that she'd liked a bunch of my photos over time not like all at once that's creepy <laughs> don't do that <laughs> that's creepy um and she's got a beautiful profile picture so i i've oh, looked see, at i it. think it's a bad he profile picture he, he keeps telling me to change she it, looks, it i don't know a, how to it's been there forever i don't no, know how i'm to just saying it. there are there are there are models with thirstier profile photos he wants me to just put a picture of my ass on no, my no, no 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 but like your eyes or something it's like you in a bush you're like on a bush behind you and flowers it's like, <laughs> yeah what is I, I was like laying in a bush with yellow psychedelic flowers. bullshit <laughs> it doesn't make sense anyway so i by the way i'm not the psychedelic gr- bullshit that actually should be like my mantra that <laughs> my that Tasha Gorney, with psychedelic bullshit. <laughs> no i'm okay with that i like if that's the vibe i'm giving off i'm I'll sure everyone who's listening is already tuned in and go yeah she did that is a psychedelic bullshit <laughs> So anyway, I'm not grilling you. I don't need, I don't need like a full deposition. I was just trying to like. Uh, no, that's fine. No, he said, hey, I, I listen to the podcast. It's cool stuff. And I was like, hey, yeah. thanks. And P.S. You're awesome. <laughs> P.S. If you're ever in town, like uh, you can come over. <laughs> so you're based in Ho- you're based in Hollywood. Originally, you're from Oregon. <laughs> Washington? No. Um, Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah. Well, I was off with that. I don't know why I thought you were Northwest. Um, and then my family moved from Bermuda to Colorado. How old were you when you moved to Colorado? Nine. Oh, so you didn't really get to get the full Bermuda. I mean, I remember it. I still feel like that's home. How do you start in Bermuda? My parents were missionaries. Whoa. Yeah. For, is that Baptist the, or? Get, oh, here we go. This is going to open a whole. Yeah. Oh. Hey! Wow. How's that for intuition? How'd you know that? Though? Yeah, Jehovah here. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, that seemed like the thing. Jehovah's or Mormons, right? I mean, those are the two that those are heavily, are, yeah. you know. That's their. That's that the, seek out places with lots of poor people who are unhappy, so that they can convert them and tell them they'll have a better life. Give them some hope. We, that's <laughs> why we got you some birthday presents. We had to. So when did you celebrate your first birthday? Uh, my first real birthday party was last year. 
Hey, wait, wait, up, wait up, hold I grew, on. I grew up you know, caring don't about it. Celebrate uh, events, really. I mean, how does that work? They don't celebrate. Um, yeah, they don't celebrate pretty much. And you anything. also don't get blood transfusions, or am I making I, that up? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't say you also, because <laughs> I left a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, they also. They. I'm kind of that way with cat with Catholicism. Like I, I'm so I, I defend it. Because there's a lot of good out there, and but yeah. Jehovah's Witness, I'm sure there's a ton of good. It's like Mormons. There's they're such nice people, but maybe okay. So you're uh, they're nice because they want to convert you. Yeah, I mean, but, look, but I, there down, were great people that I am still f- friends with, but I can't say their name because they'll get excommunicated if they know me. Um, yeah, if anyone finds cult. out that they still talk to you. Yeah, that's wow. the thing when you you know what separates a, a cult from you know just a religion is like well. Is it, it financially? What is it doing to you? Is it restricting who you are? That's what with Catholics. I mean, you can get onto the cult side of any religion. Oh yeah, but Catholics are pretty like, eh, see you next Christmas. <laughs> like we're, we're pretty. <laughs> right. my, my family's on the on well, the religious side, but but their their intentions are are they're so charitable. They're on they're on the side you want someone to be if they're going to be a little religious, not pushy. Right. But they do when we're in town want us to go to church with them, and it's it's more about. It's less about the sermon and more about well, this makes my mom happy. Then that's really people like to be a part of something. I get that. Mm -hmm. I personally am of the belief that all religions are cults. Yeah, I mean, that's just me. I'm not judging anybody who's religious. Sure, no, absolutely. I I mean, it's it's as culty as the the next thing, and it's you know, it's like um, you know, some people, everyone wants an identity. Some people, it's CrossFit. Some, it's uh, their their Christian, you know, support group. Or it's like yoga. Yeah, yoga is a big one. Yeah, veganism. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I'm saying, I mean, like, there's. But I think that people just generally have like a want of like something bigger than themselves. It helps them to like have hope and not be afraid of death and or whatever else it's like they want to know that they're part of a bigger picture not just like that there's some ant that happened upon this planet and only gets 80 years or whatever you know they want to know that they're part of something bigger and so they find it through whatever so so you just celebrated your first birthday happy first birthday (laughs) wow uh, i mean i'd had like dinner with friends before but last year was my first big party animal (laughs) so so growing up did you know that did you know the day you were born is that something you you know the day you just don't celebrate it right which which i mean i I could probably break down any religion like well that's kind of cool because now it's like you know assholes like with their like you know sparklers in the champagne at the club celebrating their birthday in the seventh night in a row like Tasha's friend Tina she you know this wasn't Tina's fault but Tina Louise big millions of followers not her fault everywhere every club wanted to pimp her out right it's like oh we got Tina Louise here let's do the bottle thing it's like hold and it's like she literally had like 80 birthdays <laughs> and, I, and, I love, and I love like Tasha she's she Tasha is like no fucks given you can just see her eyes slowly die by the fifth birthday <laughs> she's, like, she's in the snapchat video like this fucking thing again <laughs> but I don't blame Tina and if you had millions of followers and and, and, it, and, and they had to send you sparklers you'd, you'd say well I went to their club and they gave me bottle service so they could pimp out this look that they have yeah no, no one does that for guys no one's like, oh, Ben's in town. <laughs> Get out the muffins. Oh, we, we brought donuts. But. Donuts. But yeah. So are your parents still Jehovah's Witness? Um, no. How did you get wow. from, 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 from Bermuda to not Jehovah's Witness in Colorado? Okay. So this is a very long and deep story, and I'll try to right. shorten it down. Then I'll, zoom in, on your, then I'll <laughs> zoom in on your face here. Um, now take your time. I left. Because not because I just wanted to go out in the world and have sex and do drugs and not have to worry about 
God punishing me for it, right? But I left because my dad was actually somebody who read into the Greek and the Hebrew and the scholar stuff, and he taught me how to do the same thing. And I went through the original text, or at least as original as I could find, in Greek, translated it, found it didn't say what they were saying. Um, our whole idea of what the Bible talks about is so far off, and it's been changed so many times, it's, it's ridiculous. Kind of like so the left. Constitution, you know well, what I mean? There's actually a book <laughs> called Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible that is a dictionary of everything that's been changed. Wow. And it's bigger than the Bible. Because it's been passed down, the game of <laughs> yeah. telephone. Wait, through the what was that episode we were just listening to of Joe Rogan? We listened to it separately, but you told me to listen to it, and I listened to it. It's the same thing. It was the guy... I'm not sure, but yeah. The, the I'm idea. promoting another podcast on yeah, this Yeah, thank podcast. you. Yeah, like they need the help. <laughs> <laughs> Billions of yeah, it's um, it's it's scary. It's like God, you know. And I love the people that are smart. So when you hear the guy goes, "Well, God says kill the fags," and then you got <laughs> a guy be like, "Well, he also said murder your cheating whore wife or whatever." You know what I mean? There's all, like I don't know if he said it in that term, but I think he called her a whore in the thing or a prostitute or whatever. Whatever the case, yeah. the point is, it's like, what are we doing, folks? It's like we just want to we want to read whatever fits our agenda and shovel it into yeah. the agenda propaganda machine and spit it out and go well but it says this so it must be true and it's like are you a good person are you being a good person yeah i think it's perfectly fine to take all the nice aspects of like love your neighbor and like you know be charitable whatever else those are good things but i think we're getting a little picky when it says like you know we can't eat I don't know, whatever, pork. pork, and we can't, not that I eat pork, and I don't eat pork, but. The, the Orthodox Jews with the curl, they do? Yeah, like, what but like, doing? oh, and you can't ma- wear shirts of mixed fibers and everything. <laughs> what's, the, what's the curl thing for? Because now I sound like. You're a, not supposed to shave the hair above your ears. Good God. <laughs> doesn't it also say stuff about not being flashy about your religion, too? So it's yeah. like. But, yeah, being humble and not yeah. being exclusionary. Yeah, would you call it yourself talks about the Pharisees who would wear this stuff so that everybody would know that they were religious, and then they would talk bad about that. And now it's also telling people to make a sign so everybody knows. You know, yeah, yeah little, it's contradictory. Oh, I mean, the whole Bible is contradictory. But that's yeah. what's great about like twelve-step programs, which I'm not in any, but I've done Codependence Anonymous, and it's all you know. They have Narcotics Anonymous, uh, Circumcised Anonymous. They have literally <laughs> everything. They have everything. <laughs> Whatever your issue is, they got it. Overeaters, and and I think it's beautiful because you don't you promote it from within. You don't people they they tell you not to talk about it because then you're giving off that religious like preach vibe. And what they do is they just work on being better. They have a support group at themselves, at themselves, mm-hmm. and they and fall not off the wagon about and anybody they go else. back. And then yeah. and then that's and and I think our generation is really searching for ways to improve ourselves, but we're dealing with parents. That kind of fucked us up in a way because, like, it's like my, you know, family that can't barely hug you, but they can tell you what to do with your body. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's like it's like so off on, on, um, on. But but they mean well for the most part. Yeah. Like, so what? So when? So you did you leave before your parents did? I did um, years before, and then my brother left after me, maybe three or four years after I did, and then you left after doing mission work. Um, well, I was just. Drug along because I'm the kid, you know. But you, but, but you'd go to the doors. Oh yeah, I went door to door. I had my presentation. I used to pretend to ring people's doorbells so I wouldn't have to talk <gasps> to them. 
Wow. <laughs> Scandalous. I know. So you got caught be, a couple times, though. So, oh, so you, the family <laughs> really? would split up. You wouldn't all go like Christmas caroling one to another. You would all split no, up. No, we'd, we'd go to, you know, we'd all split up. We'd go in pairs, you know. It was kind yeah, of the, the same way. Oh, no way one's of home. Dating, too. You'd like you'd ask the girl if she wanted to go out and service with you. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'd like you to service me tonight. <laughs> I've got some parts that need servicing. <laughs> if you don't mind. Oh, you can't say that, Jehovah's. Okay, moving along. Uh, so, okay, so you left, and your 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 parents. Uh, I'm sure they took that very well. Um, not at first. No, uh, I was excommunicated. Oh uh, yeah, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I assume. I, <laughs> I mean, they're told they're told that the religion's better, it's bigger than this, so it's like anything right. else. Um, years later, eventually, like I said, my dad did a lot of research for the organization. He drew the cartoons in the magazines, everything, you know. Um, and he went to them and said, "Hey, I found this stuff that proves that we're wrong about a few things, and we just need to change it, make it right." So, and, and he talked to what they call the governing body, the top people, like the presidents of the company, because it's a company. Yeah. And instead Ta- of tax, changing it. Tax, uh, no tax, <laughs> yeah. tax uh, what's it called? Tax-free company. They have the religion. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> instead of changing it, they excommunicated him as well. So he could Wow. Um, and, and then your mom? And then they tried to excommunicate my mom, and she pretty much said, go for it if you want, but like what? I'm out anyway. Yeah. Uh, so by doing his own, by gaining his own knowledge, he kind of, um, he kind of. And I think that's why a lot of younger people, like people in our generation, have had a sort of like a backlash against organized religion because really they're leaving in droves. Young oh, yeah. people are not like religiously affiliated. The st- the stats say that, and I think it's because like they realized they don't let you think for yourself. And that was that was my big thing as well. I'm not active religious. I grew up as like a non-denominational Christian. Um, yeah, I haven't been to church like, family once. No, and but but when we were younger, I mean, I took it very seriously. I was like in the fellowship of Christian athletes <laughs> and like what I don't know whatever else there were. But like I I went to church every Sunday. I was active in youth ministry. Like I I, I took it really seriously. But as I got older. You know, it was the same thing. You point out something that's like contradictory or people are, are acting a way that is different from like how you're supposed to act. And you're like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Everybody. But you you're know, also like, not getting excommunicated for. Right. No, I just decide. I I'm mean, don't, not don't, get me, don't get me wrong. If they're preaching like hatred towards gays or whatever, that'd be like, OK, but a lot in a lot of ways, a lot of a lot of more mainstream churches are, are becoming more liberal in their mindset, but are more open-minded, whether it's because they feel like they have to or not. But I think you also like, besides just being more liberal, you know, you also have to be willing to like talk about these things that are contradictory or talk about, you know, we have to be able to like process it and get through it somehow. And like, if somebody asks you a question, instead of just saying, well, mm, shutting it down, like, no, yeah, the, you know, we don't like some of this stuff. It's a, we, we want to say it's all written by God, but it was written by them. And like, you know, we need to have people will take, will, will take science and say, well, it's not that science contradicts religion. If you look at religion in a way that is an unexplained, like religion could be unexplained science. If you're not indoctrinated by like this religion's right or wrong, it's like, well, God, this master creator may or may not exist. It might be a, a small piece of all of us. If you if you cut your arm right now, I'd be like, fuck, I would feel that hurt vicariously. We're all connected. Right. Speaking of connected, they just found a um, this this male prostitute in Rome just released a dossier where a dossier a dossier <laughs> with like 
50 to 70 priests on. Oh, Do you hear about this? Yeah. And it's and by all means, I mean, I, and we've known the Vatican. Yeah, I just wish really. priests would would be allowed to be gay. It would be like such a you know because the Vatican's pretty gay already with the outfits they wear, the hats, you know, <laughs> the, the, any gay the decorations. Yeah, <laughs> so a straight guy doesn't wear a pointy pontiff hat like that. <laughs> straight guys don't pontificate that uh, in front of a you know in a big marble porch in front of everybody but it's like oh geez you know like i've had friends come out of the closet and i go oh geez you really thought i wasn't gonna love you still man <laughs> and this is like it's like oh man i i can't imagine that that vibe that feeling and it all comes back to it's like you're not in this little box that this world created whether it's through religion or even society it says you can't be this you can't be that and and it and it seems like this crazy thing and then we shatter that box we go oh no, no i can live in my own area and be totally accepted i mean eventually your parents you know figured out what you figured out yeah they were just deeper into the wormhole than you you know more invested probably one of the things that i think makes religion stick around so much is so many people believe that somebody that they respect knows more and understands more than they do and that person says to them you should believe this that was me as a kid with my dad and mom telling me oh yeah you should believe that after you died god's going to resurrect you in a perfect world so i did I never quite understood how or why or where it said that and why I should believe it, but I trusted them. And I think most people who are part of an organized religion are trusting somebody that they think is has more understanding than they do. Mm-hmm. Once you start Instead to realize of that person... trusting themselves yeah. to find their own answers. Yeah. And once you realize that that person doesn't understand it either... Then you start understanding that it's time to look into science and things that actually are provable. So you're trying to get girls to service with you. You're going door to door, (laughs) old school Tinder, as we say, door to door, right? And then, uh, and then, and then you leave uh, the church. Your then your dad, and then your mom, and or your and your brother. So is it the four of you? Yeah, I'm missing anyone. Any other family members still in the church you don't talk to, or was that just no? So so no other no other extended family was Jehovah's Witness. You were no. And my parents left in, you know, I think it was the late 60s when a lot of people their age who were in college were joining cults and Scientology. All these things kind of came out of the 60s. And I think what that was was just kids wanting to kind of stand up against their parents' religion. So my parents didn't go too far. They stayed Christian. They didn't turn into a Mooney or something like that. Mm -hmm. But... um, you know, they thought that they were doing the right thing. Their parents stopped talking to them for a while as well. Uh, Is there this like guilt or PTSD? You know, I mean, like, I, I, how how did you break free from all from that way of thinking? That guilt, that like, oh, I'm not supposed to be having these thoughts or this or that. Um, I don't have guilt around it, but I definitely think that there's some subconscious things in there that uh, I'm trying to find out what they are. Yeah, um, I think. Like, I don't have guilt around sex anymore. I don't have guilt around... But you, but you did... I mean, I couldn't masturbate without feeling bad afterwards. That's like a thing I... Yeah. Yeah. You never felt bad masturbating? No. See? <laughs> I mean, but we had priests tell us that you shouldn't do that. Like, we had people tell us, like... You know what? I, I still have... I still um, get, like, self-conscious. Sometimes I will put on an outfit, and then I have to change before I can go out because I... I feel weird about it. I wasn't allowed to wear like tank tops when I was little and like short shorts. And so now I'll like put on an outfit that's like a tank top and shorts and be like, 
this is showing too much skin. You know, it's like See, a, a, you would think a boyfriend would be protective. Like, babe, cover up. I'm the opposite. I'm always like, take, cut the shirt down a little bit or let the ass hang out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, no. there's like, I've got like these. Or like, he'll tell me to put on like a crop top and I'm like, I can't wear this. <laughs> <laughs> can't go out in public. But it's like you get to the age where your body's still rocking it and you're not 18 anymore. It's like, flaunt that shit. I love when. <laughs> when I think we should all be like exposed to being nudists or something for a while because. Maybe it's because of the job that I've had and the situations that I've been in, but I don't think anybody should be ashamed of being naked. Yeah, like, absolutely not. I mean... I would. I think I would really dig a nudist colony for like a month. Yeah, so except I wouldn't want to sit anywhere. So I just had, <laughs> for my other Instagram, I just had a job in Mexico where I went with this somewhat famous nude model and did a week-long shoot with her at this hotel. And basically, the reason she's famous for nude being nude in photos is because she's just naked all the time <laughs> and like walking around the hotel she would have gone to need dinner to investigate this story <laughs> yeah i know it. i want to see would, so was it like a nude hotel no and but, she was just walking around naked and like nobody yeah. else ever got weird about it or honestly people would would be even people that weren't part of the hotel would just kind of walk along all of a sudden you'd see the look in their eyes like there's a naked lady <laughs> but she pulled it off she wore her nudity so well that within seconds you could see people just like, okay, that's normal. Wow, it's I wonder so how you like get that transition because like I'm, I'm always naked at home by <laughs> myself. But like I even on a nude beach, I, I've never had that experience. Even on a nude beach, I know I would be weird about it. Well, and I've like th- gotten naked in nature for photos, right. but like in a very private setting where no one's happening upon us. You know what right. I mean? And so that's very comfortable. But I can't imagine finding that feeling of being so comfortable in my own skin that like I make everyone else comfortable with my right. nudity too. You should do a nude podcast. So I don't <laughs> want this to sound too much like the typical model and photographer photo shoot. Please make it's it weird. Yeah. But like by the end of the shoot, I was naked too because it was just like, we're all the way out here in the middle of nowhere. And it's hot. Like and only I would rather not have around. my shorts on. Yeah. I'd rather go swim in the ocean without clothes on. Like, why do we actually wear pants in the ocean? Shorts. I mean, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. It doesn't help with buoyancy. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I did an underwater photo shoot or um, like a, a video shoot for a commercial many years ago um, where I was like, underwater and it was in a pool but a deep pool obviously but i was wearing a full gown and like i nearly drowned every take <laughs> i really did it was so heavy it probably weighed 300 pounds it was a full gown soaking yeah. wet and it was so scary but like shorts are the same way like we should just be naked yeah. in the water i did now, make the mistake of body surfing some good size waves naked though and i <laughs> Uh, that's how you exfoliate. As they call it. That's a that Jewish uh, ceremony happens. Backed around. Uh, so, so, but like, I mean, you got to be. What's the what's the relationship with the models? Uh, sometimes it's business, but it's got to lend towards dating them. Or, or I mean, I don't. Go, I don't go to bars. I don't really go out. I'm not really around a lot. So I do end up meeting people through work. Um, and you have common interests that way. Yeah. You share your interests. You like, yeah, and the, that makes sense. The honest truth is you get to go out and spend time with a person. You talk to them all day. You 
typically models you talk about their boyfriends if they have them. That comfortability yeah. too. Like it's, it is, we've talked about this many times, that it's like sort of an intimate, not always, but like it's an, it's an intimate experience like mm-hmm. being captured on camera. Like there, you know, you're, you want to capture vulnerability, you want to capture honesty. And so when you, when you get the best work is when you're working with a photographer right. that you can also be like honest and vulnerable with. And like, it's the photographer's job to know that that look that the model is giving the camera is not going to the photographer, but it's going to the camera. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the reasons why, like I worked in fashion for a long time here in LA and I've recently decided I don't really want to do it anymore. Um, but it's one of the reasons why I worked so much was because I was the photographer that didn't hit on the model. I was a photographer. I never asked people to take their clothes off. Lately, that's what people have been asking me to shoot. <laughs> you know, and I think it's because people know that they can trust me, and then their friends. But that kind of that kind of like relates back to you saying knocking on doors, and you were kind of like fake ringing the doorbell, like not wanting to bother people, not wanting yeah. to be the guy that like is trying to fuck through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that's that still could be a we're byproduct. here to do a job and keep yeah. it professional. That's how it is in any industry. I think. I think. I think deep down, man, we we need whatever that skill set is that gets us laid. I mean, that's the basic thing is like procreation, right? Like our 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 genes. It's like, what do we do? You know, are, and if you're at the top of your game, no matter what it is, you're going to be attract. You're going to be an attractive person, whether it's you know being the best Zamboni driver in the world. Like you're gonna yeah. whatever it is, as long as you're doing it well. And have a passion towards that. I mean, you could be a, the best carpenter, this guy who just like makes somewhere. love to the desk as he sands it. It's like that's fucking cool when you care yeah. about that. I think I read something really similar somewhere. Like if you can't find somebody, find what you're good at, where you're going to stand out. The people in that community are going to see you as this awesome person. So yeah, I because all I think time. a lot of people in this modern age are like missing that passion. Yeah, they're missing that passion. We go to our nine to five crappy jobs and we're unhappy, and we just sort of float through life. And so when you see someone who like really has that spark, that fire, that thing that makes them come alive, it's like whoa, that's attractive. How yeah. does somebody find that? Someone's listening and they go, "Yeah, you're a good looking dude who likes photography. Of course, you're going to meet <laughs> babes." How does a guy go from nothing? doesn't know what his passion is maybe addicted to porn like a good portion of people are or addicted to their phones going from being a content consumer to a creator who can be independent well, do i don't think there? it has to be content that you're creating i mean everybody's into something i don't care if you're into video games stand out there and somebody who is also into video games is probably going to see that if you ever meet up with other people who are into video games <laughs> do guys care well, like, as much do you think guys care as much about the girl's passion because they say men and women are equal, yes, but we're not the same. I think no, I, I think, think women really do. want a typically, guy, right? Typically, they don't. I think um, most guys just see the package and think I want to be associated with that. You know, I want how she looks next to me. Most guys don't think very deep. Like I want Tasha to, I want her to have, and she has passions, but I want her to have passions for her own happiness, yeah. not so it's like some rank where I'm like, well, I got the girl who's right. on the top of that. It's like I don't think, I just don't think, I don't know, maybe it's just the two of us agreeing, and this guy's like, no, but I, don't get me wrong, I think it's sexy when a woman is like owning what she does mm-hmm. by all means, versus being like, well, I'm, you know, you know, security and independence and drive, I think are attractive no matter what. But women will look at a guy and be like, I like hockey players, I will go after this. Right. They're very skilled at, you know what I mean? I think I think you guys are totally wrong. I think that <laughs> we just like know what it is that we 
can acknowledge that like that we are looking for somebody who is passionate about their thing, whatever that thing may be, where you guys just don't even think of us and so how we process. You, like we process in like a very like their girls are precise with what they like. And that's why there's names for them. They have cleat chasers, but there's, no, there's, that's there's not chuckle real. fuckers. None of this there's is real. There's they're like, well I like a guy who makes me laugh. I'm gonna go to a comedy club. Do comics get laid by chicks that like just comics? I think Jeff Ross is chubby, bald, Jewish guy. Do you think that this is a thing? I think that girls are just looking for someone who like is treats them nice, is is caring, and is compassionate, and is passionate about their work, and has good prospects. Like I think would that you date a guy who's in sales? I don't know. Maybe if I'm selling flanges. And what I'm is the a best, flange? It doesn't matter. I'm the best <laughs> flange salesman in the world. And you got to go to conferences with me so I can get trophies for the flanges I've sold. Really? I think that we would be uh, supportive of you doing then whatever. Then you got to do brunch with all your girls. And what? How's Dave's flange business in a piece <laughs> of you dies every time? I'm just saying. I'm not saying you have to go after this specific type of guy, but a guy who pursues his own path and who's like, and it, it doesn't mean, and maybe selling flange, maybe invented the best flange. I, I put a new uh, flinkle on the flange. But, but does the flange guy end up getting married one day, having kids, having a girlfriend, whatever? Yeah, he does. He does. So yeah. somebody's happy with that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But we live in LA. Yeah, it's true. We are, in a, we are in a place like, so. where flanges aren't the desirable thing. Girls that are as beautiful Boone, as her. Boone's on the couch. <laughs> Boone's on the couch. Boone doesn't care what we do as long as we <laughs> feed him. Sauntering over yeah, girls Tasha. that are as beautiful as her have options, and right. they know that, right? right? So you can, you know that you don't have to date the flange guy. You can. Yeah. That's what she's comic. saying right now. I don't have to date the comic guy. <laughs> I'm like thinking, hey, Dave. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, if she only believed in me, the level I do, she'd be a happy person. Yeah, I was just on, <laughs> I was just on a trip with one of my best friends, and we're strictly platonic. But she's this beautiful six foot tall girl, and we were having this conversation in the car because everybody thought we were going to date after I broke up with my last girlfriend, and same thing when she broke up with her last boyfriend. And we were saying in this world where you have all these options, you don't really have to date even a good option. But, you know, 20, 30 years ago, getting along as well as we do probably would have happened because we're not looking out and saying, oh, but I can just be friends. Well, why, why are you just friends? Well, we know that we would be terrible together. <laughs> why? why? Just like difference in like personality difference or priority? personality. Like we make really good friends. For sure, because we both like to go do adventurous things and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I think the personalities would just not be good. I think we make better friends than than, uh, necessarily lovers because we do have to work on that. But it's something you just have to work on. Yeah, and it's like if the, if if one always the other, but by all means, don't get it. You know what I mean? Like if the shit happens, you might go, "Oh, geez, we're friends. We might as well." But I've got girls that I'm friends with, and like, I, it's like, yeah, you get, I can't tell people enough. Like, trust me, that's in that compartment. Yeah, yeah. But, so I, I I get what you're saying. It's it's not just like you know you're not on a desert island. Like, well, I guess we're friends, and we're both <laughs> here. We might as well do this. It's like, yeah, no, like that's. But you know, it, could you ever imagine it progressing one day? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I think it's also just about your priorities. Like for some people, like there's something about your guys' priorities that are not aligned. Right. But like for us, you know, I think that it is a huge testament to us that we like always choose to make it work. Right. And that's well, really boy, important to me. We've, we've, I mean, it's true. I've told friends that where I go, look, I've, I've, I've said before, I mean, I remember places, I have coffee shops we've gone to early on where I'm like, if, if, if I don't get 
what I think I need to get out of this conversation. And I'm not a hardline guy. Right. My thing is like, I'll take 99% of the blame, but you got to take one. You got to be somewhere on this right. spectrum somewhere. Cause I got to go back to, I got to go back to my people, you know, and be like, yeah, why well, she apologized a bit versus for, I can't go into that coffee shop and her being like, fuck you. Like, I, okay, I cool. We're good. The, I try to operate under the assumption that both parties are right in some way and both parties are wrong. Yeah. Right. I so, mean, she's just absorbing the, some, I mean, I don't have to say it. It's not, we're not in law where she, I said this, it's like, yeah, that doesn't make her happy. Right. If she heard it this way, then I go, sorry if my tone. And even then I can't be like, if, if, if your tone, yeah. sorry. And then, I, and then I just like a beaten dog. Sorry that my tone was bad. I will never raise my voice. Why are you talking like that? I don't know what else to do. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. After these podcasts, because I've listened and you guys are pretty open about stuff that most couples would probably fight about afterwards. Has anything ever come up on these podcasts where great afterwards question. you're like, eh, we need to talk about your age? <laughs> I'm like, bleep that out. Um, no, no, but her mom, I her mom uh, I posted a photo as the thumbnail for a podcast recently, and her mom saw the photo, and it's like Tasha naked on a horse with another girl. <laughs> beautiful photo. Uh, it's a beautiful photo. That's why I'm like cool with it. Her mom posted. I was like, is this your she mom? She did the emoji of like two- <laughs> that, like the wide-eyed. And I was like, and she's got a private account. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, she, uh, but, she's got zero photos posted. So we, we've had, you know, parents, they just don't understand. Yeah. Like, it's true. Like, there's another. I blocked my mom from one of my Instagram accounts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, sometimes you have to. I mean, I really, she waited so long to get a Facebook and then even like a year longer to get an Instagram. And boy, when she got the Instagram, I was like, no, you don't want to so do this. So are you friends with her? On Instagram, she follows me. I was like, I like, I think her. Instagram I don't name follow was, her. She has not posted a single photo, so it's not. <laughs> she's like an egg. She's nothing. My but mom it, hasn't either. Not a single photo. She, you just, she's just on there liking pictures. That's it. But that's the thing. They're on Facebook, and it says, "Well, if you're on Facebook, you should follow this person." Next thing you know, I'm like, I, now I have to censor my podcast. Which, by the way, like my my mom's written me letters, and she means so well. But she's like, you know, she's written me letters, and I, you know, I, I open the letter after we get back from a family vacation. I'm all excited, and it's almost got me in tears because it's her not approving. Right. I'm like, we have people, we have divorcees and people going, people's marriages that were saved and not to say we're, we're doing the good work, but we're being honest. And we have people that really relate to that. And then here I am, my own mom doesn't know what we're doing. It's like, you know what? They just don't get it. It's fine. Whatever. And she's probably never listened to an episode. She just knows that like it's called sex actually. And someone told <laughs> her that you talked about a dildo. You know what I mean? Like, I, But after Weinstein, she called me. She's like, you know, with the, today's climate, it's like, well, with today's climate, we shouldn't talk about sex. We should do everything to talk about sex. Yeah, so we're not jerking off in the plants. Need to, the- we need to like stop with like the secrecy and like mm-hmm. the behind closed doors and the. And it's not about sex. That's the thing. It's yeah. a Trojan horse. It's not about sex. It's about it's about being authentic and, and finding someone who likes that versus like being someone that you're not. It's like it's like all the counterproductive ways. It's like you know golfers they love the new the new the, the new thing that can make them golf better. We're always looking for this new secret to getting laid and this and that and weight loss everything's built around this vanity of this happy thing and you have to just remember life's not perfect even in a great relationship half the time you're just trying to find new ways to dump the body you know what i mean <laughs> and you just have to realize like well and i always go back to this with tasha where i'm like look yeah you know the shit out of me sometimes you think i like to go walk the dog four times in a row but no i can't be near you sometimes but i want you there for when shit goes down yeah. for the end of the world ride yeah. and that's what you know that's so where we're at we keep putting up with each other just waiting for the fucking big earthquake to hit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I've been in relationships where, I mean, I loved them completely, but 
when I would get home, I would sit in my car for 45 minutes to an hour just to have some alone time <laughs> before walking yeah. in the door. And that's okay. I'm more of an introvert. Introverts will always tell you that. Yeah. But like, aren't we all? Don't yeah. we all need that? You're not. Oh my oh, gosh! No. I had a beer by myself at the bowling alley before everyone got there last night, and it was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're late." And I'm like, "This is the best moment of my week." <laughs> See, I wouldn't have been in the bowling alley. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's me too. Like, I had I've tried to get out of it like four times yeah. before I just decided to go, but I also like knew that I would get some alone time today, mm-hmm. and so like I knew, and I had alone time yesterday. So, but I'm very much a person that like. Is so overstimulated, and it was like full blown. Actually, I it wasn't terrible, <laughs> but like a lot of times when we go to parties and stuff, it's like everything is a is a nightmare before yeah. I well, walk we out the, the door. We got the like family the, next to us with like fifteen kids just drifting into our lane. Everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna hit a kid with a bowling ball. It's gonna be my fault. The kid's black. Nothing against his race, but now I'm the white guy who killed a black kid with a bowling ball to the head. I gotta think about these things, folks. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Tasha, I know she's got an absolute mess when it comes to getting out the door. A mess. She's like, yeah, well, I have to leave in 10 minutes. My hair's still wet. And I'm on the other side of the phone being like, oh, fuck. I'm glad I'm not there right now. She is, <laughs> you know, the hair's wet. Holy shit. I want to develop something that dries her hair in one minute. She, she just walks in and it just comes out, just poof, dry. You, for you and the dog. You yeah, go that actually sounds like the best invention. My arms get so tired. I'm way too much. Hair. But the second I learned that you just, that that's part of your thing. I can be at the door in three minutes, right. regardless of the situation. Yeah. It used to always be, what time do I have to be at work? What time do I have to leave for work? All right, I'll wake up half an hour beforehand. Uh-uh. What time is Ben coming over? Nine? Okay, we're up at seven. That's the crack what I do, too. Dawn. I like to have an hour of waking up time. Of just, like, drink, chill. Chill. Yeah. I can drink my coffee in bed. I can do whatever. Right? And I need to have like fully looked at every angle of how the day is going to go. So like if he tells me 30 minutes before, like, hey, so-and-so just said blah, blah, blah. Do you want to go do this thing? Fuck no. Crisis <laughs> Because Crisis. it means that we have to leave right now and I haven't processed how it's going to go and I haven't evaluated my outfit choice. And like, <laughs> and all of this stuff sounds really stupid, but it's like all of these things feel so overwhelming. Well, well, when there's like there's got to be just this point where you're okay with whichever direction it goes and it's kind of i liken it to snowboarding down a hill or driving a car like you're driving way too fast to be able to stop immediately right but you're driving just fast enough where you know you could probably avoid any problems and life is the same a homeless guy with a shopping cart this is such a good analogy (laughs) yeah driving down the road though and and now like there's a there's obstacles there are a lot of you doing a lot of swerving kids shitting into (laughs) a bag if somebody runs out from the side you're gonna hit them most likely but that you evaluate those chances and you go fast enough where you can get where you're going. But. You risk assess pretty much. Yeah. But so, Tasha, you mentioned like the crisis modes of like of, of of when different things come up. And I mean, have you ever gotten out of your shell and thought about how I deal with your crisis modes? Yeah. And, and how do you feel about that? I think you do a good job most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes, but you—it's also like this is what it's about, right? Me being considerate of you, and you being considerate of me. So you've done a great job as we've gone along of like sort of putting yourself in my shoes make and kind note, of accommodating. That was a compliment. Ding. You're welcome. The compliment parade of, <laughs> <laughs> but of like knowing that, like, okay, this thing just came up. And we're going to talk through it and we're going to decide and, you know, you're going to be like accommodating. Like, what can I do to help you? Can I walk the dog? Can I do blah, blah, blah? And I'm going to do like 
hide my crazy and just try to manage <laughs> everything else. That was trying to hide your crazy the last what? four years? That was trying. Okay. No, no. I Baby understand. Step. But Don't but, hide it because you can't hide it forever. And eventually he's going to have to decide whether or not he, he can one. deal bro, with bro, the crazy. Bro, day one, I go, this motherfucker just did that? I mean, we had some, we couldn't, we couldn't put a surfboard on the roof. We could not. Oh, we, we had the biggest fight. We couldn't pitch a tent. Oh but, my God. Yeah, a, we did. That was, those were probably like our two biggest, like, like we can't work together. Tasha moment. can't. Well, I think I can work together with people, but I think if I think you need to kind of be head dog, so I know how to fall in a rank because it's like, look, I do stand up. I, I I get complete control over my stage and this and that. I can be home and and have to deal with Tasha wanting me to put the laundry in this area because you know whatever it is. I go okay. If I can rationalize why you want to make that decision, it's like, all right, she 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 means well, but it's like that what my standards were were lower, so like I'm now living up to a higher standard, you know, of what an introvert of someone who's highly a highly sensitive person self self uh, prescribed. Um, I haven't uh, you you bought the book, not me. Didn't, <laughs> didn't read it. She's a highly sensitive. She bought a book called no, Highly Sensitive you, Person, I and then mean, she's like, "Fuck this author." Like, <laughs> don't say it like roll your eyes on me. I you know we realize that maybe I'm a little sensitive person. It's but okay. but it's and it's okay too because it's sensitive to light, sound. I mean, it's like it's different things. It's a it's a it's a it's a real tough thing for you to get through rush hour traffic. And then sometimes here's what happens is like I'll come home late at night or not late at night, but I'll come home from a set. I'm all excited. I'm going to tell her about this one thing I did, blah, blah, blah. And she's on the couch and I'm, I'll walk in the door and she doesn't look up from her phone. And I go, what the fuck, Tasha? <laughs> like, look up at me. I am the dog barking. You know, like, I'm here. And I get so fucking I mad. always look up from my phone. No, but it's like you've got this environment and I just burst into it like. Yeah, no, like, I think that's the thing is that you bring in like a big ball of energy that maybe I wasn't ready for. Yeah, so we need to, like this decompression, you know, decompression chamber. That should also be like where you. Well, here's the thing: like, an in, this is something I've learned about myself as a introvert. Like, I like to be with somebody who I can be 15 feet away from, doing my own thing. They're doing their own thing, but we both know that we're bonding. Yeah. Like, I don't need to feel like we are interacting, like by talking, by actually interacting. Yeah, you're like very comfortable with silence and yeah. just like occupying the same space right but but knowing that that's also a a way of bonding that's something i've realized in the last few months actually is just that being near the right person feels good it's therapeutic you're like you're both there to like protect each other you know it's like we're not living in the serengeti but it's that vibe where like yeah you you're you're washing the clothes by the river and i'm sharpening my stick over here and we have each other's back but we're not talking to each other i know do you see this thing on reddit you how many times you've sent each other messages from across the room (laughs) like tasha like every fucking time she's in the bathroom she sends me like a like a facebook video and i'm like stop facebooking on the shitter once he left his uh his air, what's oh, it called? Great. The airplay on the, TV, on the TV because mode. we had been watching something like, I don't know what. And he went to the bathroom and I watched him scroll through Facebook on the TV <laughs> from in One here. comment thread the whole time. And I was thinking, oh, there could have been so many, you know, things that could have got me in trouble that I was looking at. <laughs> half the time I'm on Instagram, you just hit the button and it just feeds you tits and asses. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, I don't know if I should, I don't know if this is an addiction and if I should not be I looking actually, at so I, many tits and asses. I got rid of a lot of, of, a lot of the tits and asses. And what, uh, it, was there a, This was uh, an experiment in my last relationship. Um, I was dating a girl who, by most accounts, was beautiful, right? She was a really big model Still, still does it. It's very successful. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was happy with her, right? But then I'm on Instagram seeing all these like perfect people in 
amazing asses, which is, you know. <laughs> You're just using, I said it first. You know, and half the asses. time, like, I knew these people personally, and I know, I know that they don't look that good. But then I'm looking at it thinking, God, I wish my girlfriend looked like that. Yes. And realizing, like, this girl was a Victoria's Secret model that I was dating. And I'm looking at it thinking, why am I not happy with what I have. Yeah. So I erased a lot of that. And I noticed I was just able to focus more on being happy with what I had. Yeah. Um, I think we don't realize like how just like dumb our brains are. Like how easy it, <laughs> no, really. Like we think of ourselves as like really smart people and we're like totally in control of our cell phones. We're not. We're, yeah, we're not. We're like people become addicted to Facebook, people become addicted to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Everything is designed to be addicted. You know, it's like funny. We're, we're smart enough to know it, but we still pick it up. The other day, yeah. the other yeah. day, I was like, I was like, I, I was like on the bed or something, and I was like, babe, I think I'm in a worse mood right now because I'm yeah. just flipping through. And you end up like I, I know for me, I definitely have taken a lot of like the past couple years. I really just let Instagram go because it was not doing anything for me mm-hmm. except making me feel insecure about the performance of every photo like oh this one's not gonna perform it's not getting enough likes or like or taking it personally that like people you know the like i know they're just not seeing it but like taking it personally that like people don't like this version of me this real life version of me you have to quit it completely or can you make it work for you you make it work for you but it takes some time i think the whole thing is that like you know you have to like sort of come to terms with with like that it's not that it's just, it makes you feel this way and it's not your fault and it's just the way it's designed and like learn to manage. Like if, if Facebook is making me feel shitty today, then I'm going to turn off my phone. Well, sometimes the easiest way to know that that's the case is to look at your own Instagram feed and look at what people say to you, right? I yeah. get messages from people all the time like, oh, you're living the best life. Like I wish my life was like yours. And I'm sitting there thinking I'm working my ass off. Like for these photos that make it look like I'm just out having fun, I'm working my ass off. Yeah. Um, In fact, I had an ex-girlfriend that went on a trip with me. She thought it was just going to be sex in natural places and camping. You were dating. You were dating at the time. Yeah. Um, And she realized that this wasn't just going out. Playtime. Yeah. It was a lot of work. And hey, guess what? We stink. We're uncomfortable. Yeah. Like we're sleeping in sleeping bags. We're, we're not batting gonna, mosquitoes left and right. Yeah. We're not going to be doing this like TV version of what being in nature is like. Yeah. And was she okay with it? She's coming to terms. Or? Oh, it was, it was not a fun trip. Um, and it was a month long road trip. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Was that the deal? Was that seal the deal for you guys? Um, it did for me, but we still dated for another year. Oh my god! So Why'd you string her along? What a waste of her time. Um, she moved in without asking, and then we okay, move red out. flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> That's like Dave. I've been trying to kick him yeah. out for four years. So really, keep sticking around. Get anyway, the new keys, I had another job come up where I was gone for like a week, and I had to go with a professional paddleboarder. We were going to go paddleboard down this river in Utah, as you do, and. The girl calls me up and she's like, you're just having so much fun and you won't even text me while you're doing this. And, you know, you're with this girl. And you're like, like, you know what this is like. You know this isn't fun. We literally just did this and you had a horrible time. You know this shit isn't fun. I didn't even have sex with my girlfriend for a week at a time or more and more sometimes. 
What makes you think I'm with this girl who's not my girlfriend? Oh, the paddleboard was a girl. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I, to take the woman's side, I think women struggle. And I know by by starting off this way, every woman listening is like, yeah, Dave, what do we struggle with? Tell us, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. So listen there, Nancy, because you don't know what you struggle with. That's why it's a struggle. Okay there, Rebecca? You're struggling with the fact that you want a guy who's driven and has his own thing, but you can't control that and you can't replace that. You know what I mean? And 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 when when you do something you love, I had a gig in Catalina, babe. That was a real tough week for you. That was a real tough four days for you. Because I'm working next to some of my favorite country music artists and uh, in, in passing out hot dogs with Snoop Dogg. No, it was just it was fun. <laughs> passing out, and hot I was dogs jealous. You were super jealous. I was super jealous because it was also in Catalina, so I could have just gone and I could have just stayed at but the you, house but, with you guys. Right, but, but you also know that it, it would have been working not, the whole time. Yeah, not to relive it, but that was a very that was a very tough experience for both of us. To but figure don't that out. you think that that was that was really the first time that we had that experience and we've really gotten a whole a handle on it? I mean, but you can't say that I this still, is just a woman's problem because think about like every trip that I've taken. Too. It, that's also been a problem for you. The, the, yeah, you're right. I've had to deal with. Um, I've had to deal with Tasha going out of the country and, and have to be like, or like you know, go to a to a, gun, a cool gun range in Texas and we're all <laughs> having s'mores and by the campfire. And I could be like, babe, I hope it's fun. I'm gonna go here and up. Uh, you know, walk the dog now. <laughs> Enjoy. But it's like you know, if it's like anything. You love somebody, you got to trust them. And I don't think my issue was ever trust necessarily, other than knowing. Like it's like Tasha, you're not gonna go. No offense, Ben. Shoot naked folks. Photos together. <laughs> Look, it ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna go find a chick that's not gonna. You know what I mean? So everyone makes their choices to go. Well, you can certainly do that. I'll never tell you not to do something, but you got to know when I'm doing stand up at some shit college in Des Moines, and the teacher's assistant wants to suck some comedian's dick, then I'm be like, "Well, she's naked swimming," and it's like this kind of like nuclear arms. Wait, thing. what? Did you just say that you're? That I can't book on. a gig in Iowa, so it's not happening. But the point is, is that like we, it's only it's this mutually assured destruction, mad of mutually assured destruction. But what we're, what we're destroying is the relationship, saying that if you do something that's that's on a no fly zone, it's it's like a, neither one of us is going to put up with that shit from the other person. Yeah. yeah, not to say like don't have fun and do whatever by all means. Well, this tra- is why I'm not dating anybody right now. I just know that there's basically nobody out there that can put up with my life. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe that. My last I, girlfriend, I thought... He's like, and I'll cite examples. Exhibit A. By the way, before we get into that, do you have your phone on you? Can you just check the time? Because I, I can't see the time on my phone and we're doing good. Okay, perfect. Keep going. Okay. And so, if you have to use the bathroom or anything, just go for it, but we'll go for a little bit while longer. Okay. Um, this last girlfriend, I thought for sure she was the perfect girl for me. She had her own thing. She was a photographer, adventurer, was a big time model, made her own money, had her own passions, right? We started the relationship out with no boundaries. Like, I could go on overnight photo shoots with a girl. Like, things like wow. that. She could go hang out with her billionaire friends. Totally fine. But then as the relationship progressed and there became insecurity Strengthening of the things, oxytocin bond, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Just all of a sudden, things that were totally okay were suddenly not okay at all. I think but that the reason is, is that... I don't think they were ever okay. I think she was faking it. Well, yeah, but, probably, but, but when the that, stakes though. are low, when it's a new relationship yeah. and there's nothing invested, when the stakes are low, it's easy to just be like, well, whatever, yeah. you know, but as the, as you start to feel more connected, yes, oxytocin, you want to make sure that the other person feels the same way too. So like that bond, like you feel the bond getting stronger and you feel yourself being more and more like stuck. Right. And you want to make sure that the other person feels stuck with you and wants to be stuck with you. 
I think I think a couple of things apply here. One is that most of my friends are girls, so I'm really good at having just friendships with girls. Um, so I see that friendship. I know there's nothing going on there, but the person I'm in a relationship doesn't always feel that, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing is women that- do, women aren't built to be able to compete with other women. They're not built to compete with a guy's having a girl best friend. It's very tough but for you, them. But so are guys. I've always been the person who has lots of guy friends. My whole life, I've always had lots of guy friends, and it's very easy for me to have platonic relationships with guys. That is no fly for you. No, I've no, let no. all my Los Angeles guy friends just go. It's, yeah, it's the exact opposite. It's no fly for them. They don't want to be your friend. I didn't tell them not to contact you. I didn't no, say No, but there are that? definitely people that still, you know... These thirsty motherfuckers realized you weren't going to be feeding them the LaCroix they deserved. They weren't going to have their parts serviced by your, you know... That whatever. was never there on is, the table, though. That. That's yeah, and they the all thing. fell off the table. So she goes, There's oh, but my friend that. Eric or whatever. I'm like, where's Eric now? No, Eric, yeah, Eric wanted in my pants, but okay. the other ones... Are, but I'm but don't make it look like I'm the one who's like, don't hang out. Go By all means. No, but it's, a a, but it's about being respectful. I know that you would have a hard time with it, and so I'm, I want to be well, respectful of you. You and your feelings and your insecurities, and I want to make you feel secure and comfortable in our relationship. That's being respectful. I mean, yes, but like when you go to Miami with Tina Louise, I'm I'm cool with that, and I know that you're going with chicks, and I know guys are going to talk to you, folks. But then I got to see a Snapchat, and it's like, well, you're playing beer pong with the dude, or he's teaching you guys magic, and I'm like, fuck the magician. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's some dude doing magic to you guys on your Snapchat, and I it's not one of those. I things, have no idea what you're talking. It's about. there. It's in the cloud. But my point is that like I never brought it up because I'm like, okay, there's a dude doing magic to her, fine. But it, di- it doesn't mean it didn't irk me to the point where I was like, fuck that dude. <laughs> but like- guys are always going to be that. I'm not like fuck Ben. But when there's a dude who's like, oh man, I, I talked told Tasha yesterday. I was like, I was like, oh, dude, I'm j- this guy's cool. I was like, I looked at your thing. I was like, this fucking guy's cool. I was like, better be short. <laughs> but it's like, what am I going to do? Hate on a guy that's that's like Even every guy thing. that I want to be my friends. You know what I mean? And it's like like some of my best friends, Joey, some of these guys I hated till they were in my tribe. Yeah. And I'm not super jealous. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate them, but I was like, fucking asshole. Then he became my asshole. And I'm like, oh, that's my boy. You know what I mean? Because it's like he was not sort of competition so much as like one of my guys. But there's, I think you just have that sort of thing in relationships where you where the walls where the flag goes up and go is this person trying to replace me and i've had to contact models to be on this show and i'm like the one talking to low right on text and i'm like this i mean do you get jealous at all if i'm coercing you know with a i don't start out with any jealousy in relationships i don't start out with any trust issues you can only make that stuff happen yeah. i only start getting jealous when the other person is jealous of me because i start wondering why they're jealous are they wondering what they would do if they was in the if they were in the same situation as me yeah because and, then you are acknowledging that there is temptation right right and then i also think that some people quantify love by jealousy so like if you're it's like not- a sort of toxic thing that our society has like ingrained in us since we were little. It's a theme in every movie. Very dangerous. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's a sin. I mean, like, it's very oh, dangerous. He, he only loves me if he gets jealous, right? I've dated those people too. And it's just since I wasn't the jealous type, they would keep doing things to try to make me jealous. It can, this, it can drive you insane. This is a funny story. I'll, I'll keep it short. But it, it kind of opens up something that I might get criticized for as well. I had a girlfriend who wanted me to think she was cheating on me with this photographer. Uh, and she, why? She'd go do nude shoots with it because she was one of those people that quantified love by jealousy. 
She was just pushing the boundaries. Just trying to get his see how much she now. loved her. She wanted so, to see a reaction. Yeah. So she, wanted she kept attention. saying that she was doing these things with this photographer and, that, oh, he's coming over. We're going to do a shoot tonight while you're gone. So I actually figured out how to turn my computer into a you camera. You creep. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what an invasion of privacy. So she texted me. His place. She, is this a chick place. who moved in on her own? Yeah. So technically, I mean, she, <laughs> she asked for it at this point. Well, this okay. is the other chick that moved in on her own. <laughs> okay. Oh, multiple. This, happened, this has happened to me. You must have nice bed sheets. <laughs> I have a tiny, shitty little apartment. <laughs> well, so anyway. You're like rescuing them. I'm out doing some job, and she's texting me that, oh, yeah, we're shooting nudes in the bed right now, and blah, 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 blah. And you're sure that this was because she wanted to make you jealous, not because she wanted well, to like just spell it out for you so you weren't surprised later? No, I'm... And well, you were already on to her. You're not just randomly filming. So you're I pull open her. my phone and check the camera on my computer, and she's just sitting there in her PJs eating takeout food. Like, what? <laughs> by herself? Or was by herself. There? Oh, boy. <laughs> that sounds like heaven right now. I can't tell you how much I'm craving Chinese so I, takeout. I just wrote back, like, have fun. I can't wait to see the pictures, you know? And... But I mean, that's a cry Aww, for help. It's a cry for help. A, yeah, it you know what I mean. It's, it's obviously her. not right. Right. But her yeah. intention is like, well, I got to get this guy's attention. If he doesn't, you know, I mean, it's it's super flawed. I know that I am somebody who can seem like I'm really disassociated sometimes, but I think that's the introvert side of me, where mm-hmm. it's just like I need to have my own time. And if I don't get it, I pull back harder and harder. So yeah. If somebody just keeps pushing me like that. All it's making me do is just retreat further into my shell. So, yeah. do you think it's hard? Like, what type of girl would you would you think that you'd be a good match for? An extrovert, someone who can like give you some energy, but also um, I hate to use just those. I two think terms. we choose all... people that have something that we wish we had a lot of the time. So, like, I've dated a lot of extroverts because I wish I had their extroverted. Energy. I wish I had a nice ass. <laughs> that I've stumbled upon, <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. But I just got to spend time with somebody who was very free and very like just open to experiences traveling you know and what was great about it was the time we got to spend together but knowing that it was we were then going to go our different ways and just the security and that she had i found very attractive and i just thought to myself that whole time that this is the kind of person that i enjoy spending time with the most but part of that is the fact that it's you know we have our own things yeah. It's built in that you've got your own things, and yeah. I mean, I must, do you think you're commitment phobic? No, um, I I'm fine with relationships. Uh, the last long term relationship I had, I thought we were going to get married. I, even though I don't really believe in marriage, I just I didn't want to be pushed into it. Right? Yeah. You know? um, it wasn't that I wasn't ready to commit because in my mind I'd already committed. I just didn't want to get they want that through rock. the process. They want that rock. Yeah. And that is an introverted thing that like you really have to take your time to wrap your head around all sides of the equation. Like Mm -hmm. you take your time in making decisions and like pressure not helping. Yeah. Pressure Pressure just shuts my brain Pressure pressure forms diamonds, might you add, Uh, which is something you (laughs) know. But it's true, right? The Chinese have created the perfect diamond, by the way. It's dry. It's killing the diamond prices. It's killing to beers. It's and I think it's great. Diamonds are gonna be with like five bucks pretty soon. I think that's. I mean, don't you think that's a good thing that they're taking away anyway? Sure. Uh, Doesn't it like rain diamonds on some planet in our solar system? Yeah, di- yeah, they're just crushed coal. That's all it is. You got your coal for Christmas. 
or if you didn't, you didn't do Christmases as a no. kid, right? Sorry, the, yeah, did my last my first Christmas uh, two two Christmases ago. You're like the guy. Yeah. You're like an Adam Sandler movie wow. right now. I've, I've been out. The Jehovah's Witness that comes yeah. is like, dude, Christmas is great. We just get eggnog and rum. No, I hate Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I haven't done it because I've been I've been out of being a Jehovah's Witness for a long. Time what do now. you hate about it? I don't know. It just gives me this like. Icky feeling? Icky feeling. Like the consumerism? Yeah, the consumerism, yeah. the bad music, the bad... No! <gasps> oh, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> oh, Christmas music is my soul. All I want for Christmas Day after you. Halloween, it's Christmas music for two months because oh. one month is not enough. Well, we know what time of the year we can't ever hang out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I turned the wrong it's mic gonna down. Be, it's tur- going to be... I've been t- trying to turn Tasha's mic down. I keep turning your mic down. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't hang out November, December, ever because Tasha that's the only the music that's going to be in my car. She goes after Halloween love, like a psycho. No, but you know what? It's a it's a nostalgia for me. Well, because Thanksgiving is just a warm-up for Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is it actually in that order. Just expanding I can, I can your never stomach. Yes. The dates of what was I asked? I'm sorry I brought Christmas for the Jehovah's yeah. up, but was it, before that we were t- what the fuck was that? Introverts and 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 it, 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 oh, it's diamonds. I'm just rewinding. People, yeah, how? Because I got us completely off track with my <laughs> but, love of. But we're talking. Or geez, yeah, I'm so fucking lost with what we're getting into. But uh, the idea that um, that uh, the commitment that you want from the diamond ring, and you thought you were giving that commitment, and a lot of times. You know, it's like in if you're an introvert or not, I, and I don't even like those terms because I think I do so many super introverted things too. I think I, I think I need both it's, sides of it. Yeah, it's a it's spectrum. a balance. Yeah, but like you 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 go on you go on trips where you're pursuing your thing, and it's the girls. They just want to feel like they're also number one. I mean, Tasha, like I can't do three shows in a row without. I have to, and, and I'm guilty of this, but I have to have the date night scheduled. Or else, it's like it doesn't matter that I've done four years of date nights. It's where the fuck are you this week? You're gonna go get right. oysters with Darren, but we're not doing date night. Fuck you! And in my eyes, I'm I'm thinking I'm bleeding my eyes out. You know, trying to get my side gigs, my this gigs. I'm writing right. a pilot. I'm doing all these things. People are subscribing to the podcast, rate, review, share all these things. I'm trying to you know, and then it's like yeah, well, I guess that you know that's you don't always make the woman. That priority, and it's and it's for the best intentions. But maybe she is the priority in that situation because you want to be a stable boyfriend. That's that how can, we think right. as men. Well, yeah. I'm, it's like Tasha, I'm not bringing the bacon home. Like I can live on such lower levels of, you know what I mean? I think so single many- life. I spend so much less money. I thought relationship was going to save a few bucks. Move in together. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. This is an expense. <laughs> I mean, fuck kids, right? That's an expensive relationship. Is expensive. To the point where, like, you know, it's like, oh, Tasha, get whatever you want to drink. I mean, I've yeah. Moscow mules are 13 bucks. You fucking kidding me? Or just, you know, like my ex-girlfriend had a lot of money, so she would want to go to eat at Nobu. And even though she claimed that, you know, she wasn't making me buy her dinner all the time, I'm still having to, like, pay my half and that kind of yeah. stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just let her pay for me all the time. So it elevated the cost for me a lot. It's too. like balling out with that buddy who's, like, just got the trust fund. He's like, bro, Joey, chill out. I can't get He's- the next round like you did. <laughs> and Tasha makes more than I do, and 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 we're well aware of that. I don't, I don't, um, you know, with with what I do with stand up. I mean, like, I'm all in. I'm yeah. I'm okay. I'm all right. I see where I'm going. But it's like you ain't cashing that first check till you're the CEO of the company in some instances. Yeah. And and as I, so it's like I, it's the man has to be the one who's like. Yeah, you know, like Tasha likes to travel, and sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, babe, 
I love to travel too, but I also got to go to Bakersfield to not get paid to try these jokes out on some Republicans. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have to, like it's very complicated with you know, we wanted to like go away, but then I'm like, well, I applied to this comedy festival in North Carolina. Didn't get in, by the way. Uh, n- no straight white men got into this thing. <laughs> Thousand submissions. There's like three white dudes. Um, it's not. It's, it's a not bad easy year stand for up. straight white men. It's stand up. I mean, for <laughs> photography, you get the shot. You get the shot. These. My friend Bianca. She's a black chick from the Czech Republic, and she's like, "Oh, submit to Laughing Skull. You'll be fine." I was like, "Do you know I'm competing against?" Anyway, anyway, I digress. The point is, is that like I'm I'm well. I'm well aware of what I'm doing, but like, I can't always, you know, last year she wanted to travel and go to Greece and I'm like, what the fuck? Do you not understand the stress that that's putting on me? We, we made it, we made something else work, but it, it, it forced a tough conversation to be like, I want these things too. I want to travel the world too, but we're just going to drain ourselves because we're not doing it on the dime of the podcast right. or the things that, you know, I was mentioning last night, there's my YouTube channel. It's hilarious. I just started monetizing it. Uh, three months ago and I'm up to $10 but, but I'm like I'm loving it I go babe I, pff, I didn't do shit today and it made 44 cents yeah that's nothing but you add a couple O's to the end of that and you go oh shit we could potentially because we already live on such low level we, we already create if we get this uh, all to the right numbers podcast included we can travel the world doing this yeah. meeting fun people like, we wanted to go to Hawaii to see you yeah that's yeah. that shit crazy I was like well, is this guy gonna murder us do we google him what are we doing yeah, that was the, that really almost happened. It really did. But then it was like I had to because it was the first week of March. I was like, okay, if I plan this right now, I can just schedule it and then say I'm not available because none of my clients have like booked March right. yet, right? Yeah. So I was like, that's my way around it. But like he was busy and I was busy, and then stuff came up for that right. weekend in March. So it was like, you okay, a donut. Oh, give me a bite. Um, I didn't get any napkins or anything. I'm just gonna We're watch. We're just gonna you lick our fingers. Donut. I'm really sorry. <laughs> We're gonna go like you want an apple. No. We're going to go for like 10 or 15 more minutes. Is that yeah. cool with you? Um, do I have time you to go, use the bathroom? Yeah, go use the bathroom. I'm going to hit pause real quick. You good? You need anything? You good? I'm good. Home stretch here. What, what the hell were you just talking about? I, I busted the donuts out and it, it, it ruined the flow. I, I, I always talk I about... I got you guys started on a, on a back and forth. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, uh, I always um, talk about my sugar addiction and... Um, I, I, ha- I do give myself some cheat days. I am down like almost 20 pounds and... I'm worried. I don't know if it's necessarily healthy weight, but um, I, I'm finding, you know, give myself that cheat day, but don't sneak it back into every day. I have to be, I have to know that this is not allowed on a daily because if I have that one, you know, mini Reese's PC or whatever, then it just opens the floodgates. It's just fucked. Yesterday we had these uh, Mr. Holmes Bakery. Have you had that before? Could you sit close? Uh, could you pull the mic close? Oh. Sorry. Are we no. talking on the? Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go right back into it. She'll, okay. she'll, she'll, I thought we were talking and waiting for her, and then we were gonna. Go they back all into get it. it. <laughs> they all get it. We just took a bathroom break. I didn't. I'm crossing my legs. If I can just get, we'll just get to the end here. Uh, we usually just go an hour, but it's been a great conversation, and I have no clue what time we started. But I think we're at like an hour and a half. But um, yeah. So you know, it's it's interesting. You know, you talk. We we talk about dynamics. You're gonna sneak in, or yeah, there you go. The dynamics of like figuring out what we want in someone else versus ourselves. So you've just made the conscious choice to not just not seek something that might slow you down from. Well, what I've yeah, I know that I'm not somebody that is good for somebody else right now um, because I'm focused on my career. I'm starting a photography agent agency that I've been working on for the last two years. I'm only home four days this month. Um, and I'm traveling like that. I'm not coming back until 
April. Where May. are you going, China? I'm going China, New Zealand, Peru. Dang. And are you are, now? How does that work? Is that something you do on your own, and you bring the images, and you say, "Hey, you should look at these," or do they? Each one's different. Okay. Um, so China, I'm actually hosting a TV show for Net Geo, oh, um, cool. and then New Zealand, I'm going to be in an ad campaign. Um, I haven't fully booked it yet, so I'm not going to say I'm going to be in it. Right. But and then Peru, I'm going to visit somebody and shoot some photos just out for my own company. Uh, the ad, the advertising agency is an adventure storytelling company. So I've been working for a lot of tourism bureaus mm-hmm. traveling all over the world. I'm not really in a position to be a solid boyfriend for somebody. Yeah. Right and if you don't and want it's that, it's important to know that yeah. like, that's a limitation for you right now. Yeah. Like you don't want to lead some mislead someone about like your priorities. Like right now your priority is your work. And like there will come a time when it won't be that way. Maybe. Right. Well, if I get this advertising agency going, the whole point is, is that I'm sending other photographers out to shoot these jobs. Right. Is that something that's live right now? Or is yeah, it? So it's, it's almost, it's, it's called 90%. access, access collective. Boy, I did my research didn't i tasha did you know that tasha no. ah access collective so yeah. you basically want to help other photographers um get to do what you do yeah it's almost and franchising this like brand that you've kind of like found works for you right we go out we tell a story of real adventure we get the influencer marketing on the campaign we you know for instance i'm doing utah a lot this year and they get three hundred fifty thousand impressions Depending on the package that they buy, they get. When you say Utah, you mean the uh, the actual tourism department? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then they also get you know the photos that they're going to use for advertising, and I also have a videographer along, so they get a video, and then we help it go viral because we have connections with media agencies and companies, so like the video goes up on this blog or that, and it's just this kind of full package way of looking at something. But the whole point is, is that we're National Geographic photographers or people at that level. That can shoot advertising quality while actually going and doing something and yeah. not faking it because I'm being so a, sick a team of security and a big yeah. a big deal. You can slip in whether it's fashion or or photography or cooking or whatever it is. It's all fake on Instagram now, and oh, so yeah. it's trying to like bring some authenticity back to it. Cool. That's very cool. So anyway, that's why I know I'm not good at dating so, people. <laughs> so how do you look for photographers? Do they come to you or these um, guys that I you just, get through work? I know a lot of really great people. And if I see somebody really good online, I'll reach out to them. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm kind of going beyond the Nat Geo people um, because, I mean, the only real difference. I know people who should be Nat Geo, but they don't have the political know-how to get themselves into the company. Um, how did you get in there? I kind of got lucky. Um, I actually had no interest in being a Nat Geo photographer because I'd met a few and they were complete dicks. Um, and dicks? Totally. Just smug with their little lens, <laughs> their really? French beret. Well, like I took a workshop from this guy, Jay Dickman. Jeez. <laughs> and before he'd ever seen my work, he looked at me in front of the whole class and goes, you will never be a photographer. You should quit and go do something else. No, he didn't. He did. What's what's up? Uh, Jeez. Why do you think that... Why do you think? Do you think he was trying to teach you something? I think he because was I was a to cocky. Prove yourself to be driven. I think or? I was cocky, yeah. and he didn't like that. Young, um, young, good looking California kid. Yeah, we get it, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, keep going. Your hair. He doesn't like your ass so the way you carry your hair. All right. So anyway, like at the end of it, see like an older dude, older dude. See, dudes, dude, we're just legendary we're to younger, like oh, great photographer. At the end of it, we're going through our portfolios. And there was this guy before me 
who he kept saying was going to be a great photographer. He was there like sent by the U S military to do learn war photography from him. And so he goes through that guy's portfolio, gets to my first image and goes, see, this is why I'm telling you, you're going to shoot for Nat Geo thinking it was still the other guy's work. (laughs) And when he found out it was me, he skipped through the rest of it and just like, wow. What What a compliment though. That's a cool, like, I really don't know what the problem was, but that ruined my taste for Nat Geo. Um, and then years later I was helping my brother on this project on a place called Cocos Island. Um, we were there to just kind of film this little tourism thing and saw shark poaching happening. Um, and so I went back and my next job was shooting, helping on this IMAX thing. I was shooting stills for an ad campaign and there was a net geo explorer there, Wade Davis. And so he heard my story about the shark poaching and how I was planning on going back. And it just kind of unraveled from there. Nat Geo was interested in trying out younger people for something called the young explorer grant. And I ended up getting the first one. And then I ended up getting published in the magazine out of that. Amazing. So just what kinda, month? You got to know. Month year, remember. You remember? It was the China issue a while back. Cool. Um, yeah. And so, so a little, little bit of experience, but right place, right time. You, yeah. you weren't sitting on your But ass. I only were- took that job because I knew Wade was going to be there. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I believe in creating yeah. creating your own luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, you have to actively be out there at least doing something in that realm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't if if you want to get into stand up, sorry, that's the world I know, you gotta at least go to the club and start talking right. to the comics and you realize, yeah. Oh, I can do this. And you, you gotta get to know the photographers and it which must be tough because you're trying to get to know how to you know, these guys I'm sure how I mean how isolated are they? They're on boats and little oh, I just I just uh, imagine yeah. the guy with the little um you know the le- the fake leaf blanket on top of them, whatever, <laughs> just waiting with his camera and maybe like a do you, do you have to pack heat in the? I mean, don't you have to have a gun out there? You're just like sitting in a cave waiting for the bear to eat the salmon. You no, know, I mean, <laughs> my, my idea is probably so far up. You're not waiting for the bear to eat the salmon. Just you with like an Elmer Fudd hat on, or you just go to where you know bears are eating salmon. I mean, I think yeah. that it's played up a lot. There are the photographers that go hang out in a hide for 30 days that, a hide that's what i'm thinking yeah. of a hide yeah um i don't have that kind of patience so i just go where i know i'm gonna find something <laughs> and underwater you can kind of predict a lot more oh there's schooling hammerheads on i was this gonna say you have a great scenario. hammerhead photo oh. of the hammerheads oh no <laughs> how are you not shitting yourself in your wetsuit at that point or <laughs> well, i wasn't you? wearing a wetsuit okay there you go. no wonder you like hey, to be kid. no wonder you like to be nude you gotta shit your pants with the hammerheads approach evacuate the system that's oh, your defense. I got another story for you there. But yeah, I mean, with the hammerheads, that was actually, that trip was the first time I'd ever swam with a big shark. I'd only been in the water with one other real shark before that. What kind? Um, I think it was a silver tip at the, it was something I just came across in Bermuda, like one time. Um, and then we went out to Cocos Island and I was like, oh, we're going to go see the hammerheads. And I'm free diving. I'm down about 60 feet. And. Hadn't seen any yet, and a hammerhead comes around the corner. And this thing's like 12 foot long, you know? Dude, no thank you. And so he just kind of comes around. I'm holding my breath 60 feet down. He circles me a couple times like, oh, wow, I see one. This is amazing. And he takes off. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to breathe. So I start going back up. And another one comes around the corner. So I stop, and I'm like checking him out. And, oh, yeah, I need to breathe. I start working my way back up. And then next thing you know, a thousand more come around the corner, and I'm just in this school of hammerhead. You're not worried about sharks. getting. You're worried about breathing, not getting eaten alive. I totally forgot about breathing at this point. I'm just hanging out there. They're swimming so getting close to me. Shot. I'm running my hands down the side of these sharks and down the bellies. And wow, in that moment, and is that the shot that I saw? 
That was same place, different time. Okay, so um, yeah, yeah, but so so that's just like a place where they're migrating, or um, so it's they kind of migrate through there, and then they go to these particular areas to get cleaned by the cleaner fish that okay. come off, and they typically hammerheads don't hunt during the day; they hunt at night, and they also don't hunt when they're in school like that. That's kind of like social dynamic time. Okay. Um, although you could call it hammer time. Although, yeah. <laughs> hey, folks, that's it. For that's, me. Why, that's why I'm done. But I did one time see a cleaner fish getting a parasite off the the like cheek of a hammerhead, and the hammerhead just goes <laughs> bites him, <laughs> just eats it. Dude, that's like, like huh. we're told that doesn't happen. That's that's yeah, a relationship that's the in a nutshell. One person's trying to smudge you, <laughs> gets a growl. We just did, and I'm sure you heard about this. Um, a uh, thing for Royal Caribbean. We went and shot for Royal Caribbean, and we had this one with whale sharks. Oh, that's and awesome. I fucking hate the ocean. What? I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate the ocean. <laughs> and I hate sharks. And um, it was, I mean, I I literally, my heart rate, I must have burned 10 million <laughs> calories that day because my heart never slowed down yeah. the entire time. I wasn't time. afraid of the whale sharks. I was waiting for the hammerhead. To but that's right exactly it. It's like there's, you know, we know so little. Yeah. We just do. We know so Fear little comes about the from ocean. from not knowing. Yeah. Right? And so once you learn about something, you can start. You're never really afraid of something that you know a lot about. Yeah. How did you get to this hammerhead village? Like, did you, did you boat out there or was it in a lagoon? Um, we boated out there that time, but I spent three years working on that island and I would swim out sometimes. And okay. it'd be like a mile, mile and a half at, at yeah. times. And this is the densest, one of the densest shark populations on the planet. So you start getting really comfortable. Do you have any animals. close scares where they, uh, I got bit they, once. Yeah. Really? Um, bit by was, a shark? Yeah. I was, fe- I was filming a feeding frenzy, um, at night. And there was about 300 sharks, small little white tip reef sharks that you consider pretty much non-aggressive. But one of them mistook my foot for a ray a because I was wearing a fin. Oh, okay. And it wasn't really even his fault. You know with these sharks, if you stay above them, that they just, they're looking down into the reef, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I was following one school, stopped paying attention, and another school came from the reef above me, oh. and I was sandwiched between them. So I kicked him in the face a couple times. He let go. Another one came at me, and I had to like bonk him away. With at that my point, camera. you're bleeding. I'm not actually. Oh, he got the fin. He got no. My whole foot was in his mouth. Oh my god! But gosh. it was only the fin that took the damage. Wow. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, it doesn't lucky. take long to look on YouTube and see these videos of like a guy backpedaling yeah. from a shark, like hundreds of yards. If this was yards. a bigger shark, it would have been a big deal. But it was yeah. just like a little six foot shark. Oh, uh, only six foot. No big deal. <laughs> no issue there. Jeez, I got. I can't go in a lake because I'm afraid of turtles. <laughs> turtles lake, will fuck you up. Lakes scare me more lakes than the scare, ocean. Thank you. Yeah, no, lakes, I'm so much more comfortable in a lake. No. I, eels, I, I uh, eels, water moccasins, snapping water mark, turtles. Boom, done, done. No, but they're oh. leaving you alone. No, no lake, <laughs> and, and it's way more dense, and you're in their it's environment. Creepy stuff. I had there. one close Giant call catfish. with a catfish when I was little. I had a close call with Jeff's a catfish. That's the most Kentucky thing you've ever said. <laughs> I had a close call with a catfish. No, but they will suck on. They will suck you down. Yeah. They're way strong. So like if it get if it grabs on you and su- it can suck you down. So another like reason not to uh, swim like, naked. No, I'm not sure if this. <laughs> Sorry, that was another one. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's ever happened to anyone, but it's one of those urban legends that I was told as a kid too. My grandmother had a lake in Ohio that we'd go sent, spend a couple weeks at. And we'd go out and we'd catch water moccasins and we'd see giant snakes and snapping turtles and stuff. And so that's what I remember of lakes. And then the ocean, every day after school, my dad would pick me up. We'd go out 10 miles in the boat. We'd jump overboard, spear dinner, you know. So I'm fine with the ocean. 
Yeah. Yeah, it must just be about your experience. I always feel very more buoyant. There's the something there's something there in the ocean, I think, that humans yeah. are, are more natural in. I just can't, I can't not see my feet. So I'm good in the ocean until I can't see my feet. Right. That was weird. That was weird when we were the whale sharks is that you you just after like 20 feet of visibility, it just went into murk, you know. Well, that's and where the whale like, sharks are there. You're probably in a bunch of plankton or phytoplankton. Yeah. Or, they they or, literally all come. There's two spots. There's a spot in I think Thailand or Vietnam and then there's this one spot in the in Yucatan where mm-hmm. they just guaranteed you yeah. but it's like a 2-hour boat ride and then yeah. they just know like this is the vein of algae or plankton yeah. or whatever the fuck and then that's where they come. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, we just partied with them all but day. But like you go under the water and like you spin 360 and all you see is black. <laughs> that is so scary. Like something could just sneak up on you. It could. Hammerheads could just sneak <laughs> up and, on and you. And also like the What's local it? guide de- definitely bit his tongue a few times talking to us. And I was like, he knows something. <laughs> and, and even the man, the mangroves too. I was like, dude, there's yeah. got to be barracudas in these waters and yeah. watermark. There's got to be that. T- it's like an estuary kind of vibe. I was no, like, but you could see that. So that's totally maybe. fine. Cro- I thought crocodiles. There's cro- I've, I've seen crocodiles in Mexico. Yeah, I've had a few in, close calls with crocodiles once in the ocean. And Now, is that more dang- is that more worrisome? As a, oh, right? yeah. Just because it's a little less, um, I don't know. Because I don't don't know as much about them for one thing but i had a crocodile snatch my camera out of my hand <gasps> once i was in the water photographing bull sharks swimming up a freshwater river you in costa like a rica captain hook moment here yeah and I, my camera just moves and i look down there's a crocodile mouth on it and they're fast and they're just strong jawed sneaky yeah. and they just latch at they're just oh that reptilian like you don't know what so did what he let doing. go or did yeah. you let him eat the camera <laughs> i actually so i turned the camera to try to photograph the inside of his mouth and i think the fact that i was going in and not pulling away kind of scared him and he took off so i jumped back in the boat and then we saw him come up later it was a good over 15 foot crocodile oh how long my does God. it take to come down from that moment where you're just like holy shit and like do you get back in the water i did not get back in the water there i found a spot where i was very protected by a fallen log um and so i like hid in the log but uh, <laughs> i ended up building a boom so i could just push the camera down into the water yeah i've been begging people if there's any cartoonist who can just turn this into a cartoon <laughs> i've seen you seriously. in a log with a little crocodile coming up <laughs> somebody draw that for me seriously i've had i've had like four or five close calls with crocodiles now and i just I'm, that's an animal that I'm good just respecting from a distance. <laughs> you know, it's a good conversation when we have to get out of here, but we didn't no. even get to the crocodile stories. Can we keep going? We got to go. You, you, I got to go pee. I'll, I'll, I'll wait to pee. Yeah, you'll have to come back. I mean, I know you're not I'm, here often, but will you come back again and, yeah, and talk absolutely. to us some more? Yeah. We've already come on the closer side of two hours. Um, wow. About an hour and 40, whatever it is. I don't know where we're at. But um, so... so uh, so basically, by having the the company access, I'm sorry, a- access collective, a- is, and is that an in, in Instagram too for that or um, on Instagram it's access campaign? Okay, so but by having like, do, do you what kind of gratitude do you feel or to be able to help other people kind of create this? I mean, the whole reason I started the company is so my friends and I could go have funded awesome trips places, and oh, that's yeah. basically how it's working out. So I'll podcast from the boat. Okay. Yeah. You, here's what, here's well, what we do. I've been thinking about doing a podcast with it. I'll tell so. you everything you need to know. You'll pass me in two days. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta go have the crocodile moment. And then as soon as you get above water, I'll just be like, hit the record button. And be like, so what happened? You know, I was hiding in a log. Like, Jesus Christ. This sounds good. My war stories are always like, some bitch heckled me. And you're like, I'm hiding in a log. Then it's fallen. I hollowed it out with my left hand and fought off a hook. Fought off a hook. 
Yeah. Oh, flat. Yeah, that's a flat tire. I would call that a flat tire and stand up when you when you when you start talking and you don't know how the sentence ends and, uh, you, and you don't hit it. Flat right. tires, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's. Uh, I mean, definitely come back and in in in. How can people find you? Your Instagram is Ben um, Horton Photography. My adventure Instagram is Ben Horton Photo. Okay, Ben that, Horton. Photo. That's the like travel and adventure stuff. Um, my the guys want to know what, what the one with the titties. Yeah, so my fa- <laughs> my fashion Instagram, um, which I've stopped really shooting fashion, and I do do some art stuff on that now, is bfh underscore photo. I took my name off of it. I'll put those in the description if you and, want. I'll put them so yeah, you can find out your stuff. It's interesting how taking a man's name off of an Instagram account covered in women has made it grow so much yeah. faster yeah yeah um, that's why she's the thumbnail s- of this video like, <laughs> she's the thumbnail and then they get in a hello and then they get it but that's the thing yeah, yeah the, the the internet the, people don't know what they want necessarily yeah. you give them good content and then they find out this obviously this nat geo guy didn't like you yeah well, they don't like dudes that look like they they had it easy in life and there's certain people in nat geo that really don't like the fact that i also shoot this art stuff. So that's one of the reasons I've just separated it. Every every yeah. every industry has snobs. The aficionados. Yeah. Oh, oh, you shoot people too? No, no, no. We no, shoot primates. only landscapes. Yeah, like, yeah, like we, we just do uh, crustacea. They want you to be a one-trick pony. Yeah, it's it's just uh, go with it. Yeah, but you guys, you got to take it as like, hey, well, I guess I'm doing something right because that's yeah. all it is. You don't get your troll till you're doing something right. <laughs> Anything you need to promote, Tosh? Before you get out of here, we missed one. What's the fourth? The fourth Instagram? Oh, that one's secret. Oh, okay, no, uh, right. that's secret my personal Instagram. only. There's only a hundred people only following dick pics. me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Just I actually created it just so I could see a feed that was just my friends. Yeah, beautiful. So well, thank. I'll you so tell much. you guys when we're not on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. We won't get out of here just yet. We're, we're, we're tra- we, we trail off. I wanted to tell people, if you liked this episode and it provided you value, I sound so gay saying that. <laughs> if, if this, I'm, I'm asking people to share episodes they like with their friends. If you enjoyed the story that we've had with Ben on, talking about ways to travel the world with your passions, this and that, share with a friend. Tag them on the Instagram. Do whatever you have to do to share this link with a few friends. Let them know about it as we continue to grow the audience we get to do cooler things with new people and we really get to expand. We get to go to Hawaii to record a podcast and <laughs> Peru. Yeah, I'm making a... I, I don't know, I'm man. I'm going to go to uh, I'm, make, Machu Picchu. I'm making a podcast boat. I'm going to row out there. And be like, dude, I did this dude's podcast once and he rows out to <laughs> underwater gear. You know, maybe <laughs> just like a log. Just get in yeah. the log. Yeah. And, yeah. You hollow it out. I'm in it. I'll be your Sacagawea. I'll be your little uh, Native American... Um, gondola person but uh anyway now the point the point of you know it, talking to new people who are doing what they love is like yeah you meant you, you say look on social media people say oh it must be amazing it's hard work but you don't work a day in your life when you love what you do and and it's amazing we all we all have those 18 hour days we come home i'm fucking exhausted and i can't wait for tomorrow to start but even if you have an awesome job there's a reason you get paid to do it yeah because yeah. it's work it's hard it's yeah. work it's work and it's value that you're giving people yeah like a free podcast, folks. That's value <laughs> giving people. Um, at Ben Horton Photo, right? Yep. At Tasha Courtney. Yep. At D-Neils, D-N-E-L-Z. I got this shitty one. And uh, at Sex Actually Pod. I'm so jealous. I got a shitty name. <laughs> at Sex Actually Pod. Go check that out. Leave a comment. Tag some friends. We'll take a photo. We've got our, we've got our new little um, uh, uh, selfie. What's it called? Photo booth that we do. So we'll do that. Okay. We'll get out of here. And, and again, come, come by next time you're in town, and, um, and we'll do this again. Everyone good? Yeah. We're oh, done yeah. there? 
And then, I was about to start videoing you. You're going to do a video, <laughs> and then start to keep talking. So, anyway, so, 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 thank you, everybody. This is number two seventy four. We've done this for a long time. You're the first uh, Nat Geo photographer that we've talked to, so we appreciate that. And um, that's the episode, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. So I was, I was in Mexico, tripping on mushrooms, out in the waves, body surfing naked, <laughs> and I just see this dark shadow coming towards me. And I'd been doing what I call wave foo, where I was just like trying to like really feel the currents of the ocean, and I was letting it throw me in the back handsprings over the over the falls and the waves and stuff. Really, it was a lot of fun. I was like super tuned into the wave, and I just see this dark shadow coming towards me across the water. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, if it is a shark, I'm just going to move towards it, stay, stay calm. It's that, like, I'm not afraid of you, but I'm also not attacking you mindset that gets you through things with animals. And the shadow comes, like, all the way around me. I'm like, oh, shit, here it is. And I'm doing this wave foo, and it turns out the shadow is a school of fish. And I find this out because a mullet swims right into my hands. I'm like, ah! <laughs> mullet? Did I miss something? It's a kind of fish. I thought I, was getting, I thought I was getting attached, attacked by a shark while I was tripping on mushrooms in the ocean, in the naked. ocean naked in Mexico. What a way to go. <laughs> and it ended up being a school of fish, and one of them swam right into my hands. And I just like, and I was tripping. Yeah, that's what I think. I was just like so mellow, and it just like ah, that's that's like the universe giving you some weird yeah. Except like here I am so zen, but then I just see the fish like. Yeah, yeah, that'll end the trip real fast.